graceful and beautiful and physical and angry all at the same time. Were you idiot? Your mind would cave in and your heart would explode within your chest. This is going to be a shame. Here we go! All of the stars were out this weekend in Toronto, including Major League Baseball legend and Toronto's own Joey Votto, who according to his social media had made it his stated mission to meet every single NHL mascot while he was at the events. My name is Matt Robinson. Welcome inside the TCA studio as I sit across the table today from uh, our very own mascot, Rob Christie. What's happening, man? Your very own all-star. All-star. Hey that's, now. That's where I thought He's you were He's an going. all-star. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Why would you ever think that's where we were going? Because <laughs> that's what we're about here. Yeah. Right? We're, we're here to prop each other up. Oh. Make each other feel better. So that's new this week. Yeah, you know what? It's it's never too late to start. Last week, got lots of feedback on the fact we weren't sharing beers. Just no, I'm keeping the normal beer. No, I'm keeping the. I don't remember what I had that uh, that you were interested in. But you had the, the coffee stout. Oh, I did. It yeah. was an imperial oh, coffee stout. I had, sure had did. Back to back jacks. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I had a couple of them. And sure. you're like, oh okay. No, I'm keeping that. See, my go-to is if I have two of something good, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, my friend Matt, he'd like one of these. Yeah, he would. And I knew I'd like these, so I kept both of them. <laughs> That's, I also think yeah, my exactly. friend Matt's Funny you like should say that. <laughs> Matt says, Matt likes this. Right. That music off the top. Yeah. I've, I've got it now, what it makes me think of. Okay. The very beginning, before we hear, you know, from... Uh, Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice, right? It sounds like Gobbs oh. give up the grudge. Oh, it's a great song. Give up the grudge. Shut, Shut your, your fucking, fucking mouth. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to judge everybody. That beginning, that's what it sounds like. That's, that's what it is. It's actually, honestly, I, I, maybe we've never talked about it before, but it is the, uh, the the music for the, you know, you've just turned on the game, NHL 94, but it is covered, obviously, by a, a heavier rock band, as opposed to the kind of 16-bit Super Nintendo soundtrack. So, yeah. That's how we, uh, that's how we do that. I, I'm not sure you're really our mascot. Mascots are much quieter than you, certainly much cuddlier than you. Friendlier, yes. Yeah, <laughs> like to just dance and entertain. <laughs> so, uh, but you are the one who has provided the beers today. That uh, being said. Yeah. What have you brought for us Well, and, and and indulge me for a second, Matt. As, I often do that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That could be the name of the show. <laughs> Mondays, indulge me. Um, yes, guy. So, it's going to take a minute probably, so I'm not I, Yeah, around. exactly. I'd start pouring that and I'd start drinking it. Um, so you know I get the monthly delivery. It's, it's crafts from around the province usually. Now, I spoke to you earlier in the week. You were, it sounded like your deliveries were in jeopardy or... Yes. Well, what happens is I, I green light it for every six months. Right, okay. And then, but I'm like, but they don't give me a, hey, you're done. Hey, oh. this is... So you, you got to <laughs> kind of like... Has it been six months? I don't know. I'm drinking beer. It's That's bad business. Send me that email that says, yeah, 100%. Hey, it's time. Well, thank you, Matt. Yeah. Who's on top of that? Right. So anyways, I'm like, I got no beers now. I got no beers for the month. Like, what? Mama was feeling very sad. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Closer to the mark than you would really think. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to get back on it, but it's, it's going to be a month where I've missed. And so I took a little spin. Okay. I took a little spin on my Wednesday off. You know, I'm enjoying my every second Wednesday off. It's delightful. One of the added benefits of being a municipal seat moistener. You bet it is, man. <laughs> and I'm embracing it. Embracing it. Yeah. So I took a little trip. 
out to Carlton Place. Ooh. So out to Lanark. It's far. And you pack a bag? Or? Yeah, no, it's a long way to hitchhike, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. So what you're drinking today, I, I went out to Stalwart. Nice. And I went out to uh, Ashton. Okay. Right in the Versage neighborhood. Yes, it may, is. I may have parked in Lee's Laneway. Okay. Uh, I, I, yeah. don't, I don't entirely know. Right. But anyway. His Laneway currently is in Portugal. Where he's struggling oh. to find good craft beer. But, yeah, uh, I, I totally get it. So you've ransacked his house. And... Yeah, it's totally. I shoved the lane with the lead. Don't worry about it. You're totally good. <laughs> ah, boy. Um, what a teammate. So I've never had anything, I, I don't think, from Ashton. Really? Yeah, I totally think that's true. Okay. Um, the lady tried to sell me on uh, a fish and chip when I was Hello, in there. Hello, lady. Hello, ladies. Um, but I'm like, no, I can't say. I was really looking forward to the coffee stout. Mm. They don't sell it in a can. Mm. And she's like, no, we need the widget. You got to have it in there. Widget. So I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm not interested. Mm. I got places to be. Right. So anyways, that being said, we are doubling back to Stalwart, which I haven't really had since the beginning of the pandemic. Same, actually. They were my first delivery in lockdown. I think, if not my first, maybe my second. I think I went Evergreen first. And then stalwart. See, Evergreen still, it's a, it's a go-to for me. Yeah. It's, it's like my local. Oh yeah. No, right in your, now I think, cause I think, and you'll correct me and someone will, with stalwart, maybe not the ones that would also like mix you a double or triple rum. No, and that co- was, um, Ridge Rock. That was Ridge Rock. Love you, Ridge Rock. No beef with you either stalwart, but you're, there was a time where I was struggling to find a little rum and Coke and they're like, we'll just make you like a crowler full of it. And you're like, yeah, send a few of those along with the beers. Shoot me one of those one liter one. rum and Cokes, please. One. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah. And, and, and max up. Ding, ding, ding. Oh yeah. Ding, no, ding, the, ding. and at some point there's that button where you scroll up the number of shots and it stopped at three. They're like, we probably legally not allowed to, uh. To send you any more than that. Anyway, stalwart is what we're having. Because I do a 50-50 <laughs> is what I oh, normally yeah. like to go to. Just a little, uh, uh, as my great-grandmother used to say, just a little pop for color. That's yeah, <laughs> well, and we all know it's the pop that gives you the hangover. Yeah. It's the sugar, right? You got you to gotta avoid that. Right. So anyways, back to, it's the first time I've stalwart, been in. Stalwart, right. And I've so, never been in. So pretty sweet right there on, on High Street in, in Carlton Place. And right. uh, deked in, chatted to the guy behind the counter. Effervescent, really. He's uh, you, him, the beer, uh, me, of course. He was okay. <laughs> I'm bringing the, I'm bringing the chat. Um, but I'm looking for. I'm always looking for. What have you got new? What have yeah, you got different? 100%. Anything seasonally? Anything going on here? A little disappointed. Not much happening there in terms okay. of of new. And so I, I've taken a couple runs at their stuff. Yeah. But I don't believe I've ever had this. This is the thriller. This is, yeah, this is the double chocolate porter. Nice. So, and it's funny because I said to the guy, I'm like, yeah. I'm like halfway through it. The chocolate was coming through for sure. Big time? Yeah. Okay. Liking that. And Liking so that a lot. I, I'd said to him, I'm like, it was nice. You know, I said, you guys were uh, my first delivery during the lockdown. And and I said, you also, I got from you guys some, uh, some local chocolate. Mm. And he's like, yeah, that's from uh, Almont's Hummingbird. Okay. So they've used the, the, um, the hummingbird Hispaniola cocoa nibs in this. Cocoa nibs. So there is still a, a little collab. Yeah. Free cocoa. Coco libre. (laughs) Um, that's what they're using here. So this is, and it's funny because, um, have you, have you had a pull on it? I've had like a third of the beer already. (laughs) 
So as we, we what we've talked about before on the pod that I'm just sitting here yammering and so you're done your beer long before I am. This has been you. You brought this one. You've been telling the story. You've been explaining. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying this while you're talking over there. Well, and as a citizen of the world <laughs> and somebody who cares for others, yeah. I brought one for Matt. This comes in at 7.5. Bit of an elbow there. Yeah, it's okay. That's what we do here, right? As you're passing by. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's nice. We're going to do a little Beckwith Lanark thing. Uh, maybe next weekend we'll bring in uh, some of Ashton's offerings. Okay. And for those of you who maybe go, can you guys not drink porters and stouts? No. This just in, <laughs> I got home from my from my Ashton Carlton Place tour and my beer of the month delivery was waiting for me. Yeah, okay. So I have got, uh, for the first time ever, two separate breweries sending me stouts. So it's that time of year. Yes, it is. I love it. Yes. And I have to spend a summer enduring your ghosts, your pilsners, right. your sours, mm-hmm. all those things. So I am open mouth French kissing <laughs> the dark season, my friend. So look at this, look at that. Right there. <laughs> Kablam. This is delicious, actually. Like this is a tremendous porter. Chocolate. Oh yeah, that's it, true, man. Is that your first pull? That's my first pull. I oh. poured it into a glass. All oh, right, every week, eh? This is. But no, I'm, I'm just telling you, it's time consuming, man. To pour it into a glass, let the head settle. You know what else is time consuming? Listening to your bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like nine minutes of. <laughs> well, I drove hey, out. Hey, <laughs> hey. And I heard the guy you have in here on Friday. You know, late in the week. Yeah, yeah. There is a guy who's interested in a soliloquy. Oh my god. We got, I got a message. This is several weeks ago now. Just listening to the latest episode with you and Lever. Are you on the show today? <laughs> <laughs> Just punch the buttons, monkey. <laughs> We're 14 minutes in. Not sure I've heard your voice yet. So, yeah, that's all right. He's yeah, the one over there uh, uh-huh. traversing Europe. He's got the interesting stories and hey, man, this is the pot, strong opinions. Pot does not call kettle right. black, right? Like it's totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, well, you referenced there very early days of the podcast, uh, at least a couple pieces of feedback that were just, Matt, shut up and push the buttons. And I think that was when you and, and Jeff were both in here. Yeah. Oh, uh, there was there was much drinking. <laughs> that was the uh, infamous Winnie the Pooh episode. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff's digging through his cooler looking for one. Something's got to still be yeah. in here. Uh, Ass up. Like clang, he's stuck clang, in the tree. Clang, clang, <laughs> clang, clang, empty, empty. That's like, it. Uh, something in here. Yeah. Uh, like what? Like a bear, honestly. Honestly, man. So uh, uh, we're on social media at Tall Can Audio. Give us a follow there. We've been getting uh, some fun feedback on our Instagram, especially this week at Tall Can Audio from a couple of Red Blacks players. So uh, if you want to get in with them, see what all the cool kids are up to. Give us a follow there. Oh, exciting times of the Red Blacks. A hundred percent, man. And uh, just today here, as you and I sit and record on Sunday, the opening of that, uh, the flirting period, right? The footsies period. You're not allowed to sign yet. Legal tampering. Yeah, you can talk a little. You can chat a little. So uh, we'll see what the Red Blacks are up to there. Um, and uh, and we'll get to that probably a little later in the week. On Tuesday, our buddy Joshua O'Connor, the, the man behind Behind the R is going to be back on the podcast. And that's going to be fun. See what he came up with last year. See uh, how that all played out. 
Tough uh, season. Tough season. It was, a, it was a tough season. Uh, he's not shying away from that. And how could you when you're putting together a, a doc like that? Um, but we're looking forward to talking to him again. He's always a, a great guest. If you missed it last week, our friend Cheryl Pounder was back as well. Uh, all of these up at tallcanaudio.com or wherever you're hearing us right now. I'm curious how much this year compared to previous years, and maybe it was the exact same for you. I don't know. Did you did you follow any of the all-star festivities kind of Thursday through Saturday? Mm-hmm. Got to think about it. I'm trying to think of what would I normally do. You know, I, I want to say I watch the skills over a pizza and a warm beer in Montreal is what you would normally do. Yeah. And catch <laughs> a little bit of the actual game sort of uh, streaming on the way home on the train. Right. Uh, I watched 100% more this year than I have in other years. Yeah. So did I. And I, I assumed that was probably based on the volume of Maple Leaf content. Not for me. No, for me. Yep. Uh, and the fact that it was in Toronto, I'd like to think, and maybe I'm wrong, but any Canadian market I'd have been more likely to watch than in previous, like, I think we've all understood as far as the skills go last year in Florida, they, it, it jumped the shark and it was already getting there. Vegas yeah. and the fountain St. Louis, thing. Vegas. Yeah. The St. Louis one was the wooden platforms up in the crowd and then Vegas, you're out in the fountain, Florida, they had a bunch of different surfboards and stupid shit. Yeah. And you and I talked about this a few months ago, coming back to Toronto, they were going to simplify it, go back to the basics and they didn't go, there was one or two in there that were new or, or different, but they were still sort of hockey centric. I found the skills to be far more compelling than previous. And, and typically in most years, I enjoy the skills more than the game to begin with. I thought the skills, even from there, took a step forward this time by simplifying it, right? Instead of trying to invent something new and crazy, I thought this was fun. I spent four or five years. In grade nine. (laughs) Best five years, grade 11. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, coaching minor hockey. Yeah. And every year when sword outs come out, so right. when the door opening and closing contest yeah. makes it, Rob's no, going to be elite. 100%. I'm elite. telling these kids, can you, did you not fucking go over the boards like everybody else? That's how the pros do it. Uh, you were in a full cage. What's no, going to happen? No one's going to hurt themselves <laughs> kicking that foot over. Neck guards, essential. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but when it comes to sword outs, the first thing you do is skills. Right. And you're timed on a bunch of things. And it's skating. It's going through pylons. It's doing all the things you saw in skills on Friday night, last Friday night. Right. Uh, I watched 100% of the skills. Yeah, from I start did too. I did too. To finish. Now, I, I didn't watch it Friday night. Okay. I, I taped it. Yeah. But there was a bunch of things I was interested to see. Um, you were 100% more interested than Nikita Kucherov was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah, that guy. <laughs> and you know, you knew with that guy, it was going to be boom or bust. I guess so. I think that is him, right? Like he's got, I think, eighty-five points right now at like the forty-six game mark. So yeah. he's killing it in season. But clearly, the second it started to go poorly, he was like, "Fuck it, I'm out." Like he just, yeah, couldn't yet, pos- could not possibly have cared less. Yeah, well, and and the and the Toronto crowd let him know. Yeah, you can start, to but hear not him. until 
No, no, he started to mail it in. The passing the contest. Passing contest. He's just sort of out there half-assing it, and you're kind of like, you know what? Fuck you. This cost me three months' rent to be here tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whereas Pasternak, he was given a shit, and they kind of playfully booed him. Like it, it, they felt different, right? Like Pasternak, you're elite. You're what, and you're here, and there was this boo, boo, boo cheer when he finishes, right? Whereas Kucherov's just like, oh, you're not even trying. Well then, yeah. fuck off. But I also liked it that he was like, yeah, give me some more. Kucherov? Yeah. Yeah, that was during the game, wasn't it? No, it was during the... Um, the shootouts. Uh, the shootouts. Yeah, when he... Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's he kind of right. gave him a... Yeah, yeah. And, and then, even Pasternak was like, he picked up the Bruins logo and kissed it. Like, that's fun. That's, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. And so to me, I was super interested in the skills. Yeah. I want to see who can skate fastest. Yeah. Around the pylon. All, just these things that are... Your actual hockey skills. Exactly. And, and, and to me. When in the game will you have to shoot it through the. Yeah. Off the platform out into or, a little net. Yeah, through the fountain at the Bellagio. Or pick it up and take it over this thing and right. then down and then up over the higher thing. Right. Like, like, like the strength contest. No, could we just. And who so, shoots the puck the fucking hardest? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's very easy, right? Fastest. It's the Olympic thing. Higher, faster, stronger. Right. Bam. Give it to me. Yep. And so, and it's, uh, I, there's a lot of hype to it. I was watching the Sportsnet coverage, obviously, up here yeah. in Canada. And yeah. so you could see guys not want to be, there was a bit more pressure, right? You Guys not wanting to be, you're out there with the elite. Yeah. Even you, Matt Barzell. You're out there with the elite of the game and you don't want to be. During the draft, I was pretty pissed that it was Team Leafs that took Matt Barzell. After the shit they've given John Tavares. You let Matt Barzell, and if someone else picks him, fine. But you don't pick Matt Barzell. You let him sit there. Yeah, well, and to me, to <laughs> now me, it turned out in the games. Good thing you did, right? Like he was pretty good. Well, and it just goes to show you, like that guy has fifty-one points at this point in the season. Yeah, his his other than his rookie season where he had eighty-five points, I think. Yeah, he has been between fifty and sixty points every year. Yeah, that first year that John Tavares went back to the island, they were all chanting "Maddie's better." They 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 don't chant that anymore. We can you can still chant. We don't need you. I think Maddie's better than John Tavares right now. Okay, well, John Tavares in his lowest year with the Leafs is on pace at this point to score sixty-one points. So anyway, no, no. And so all I'm saying is, right now today, I'm taking Barzal over. Yeah, over well, that's fair because one's thirty, and that's but that's all I'm saying. Yep. So anyway, I, but wait, and uh, where I'm going with the draft wait. was, yeah, that to me was, uh, I I didn't tune into the draft. I wanted to see. I watched the draft. Yeah, I wanted to see who goes first, and I taped it. Yeah, I wanted to see who went first. Coach. Uh, yeah, I wanted to see kind of where Brady went. Although it was kind of a no brainer that he was going to end up with the Hughes brothers. I guess so. It took a while. now, and to his credit, they interviewed him after the fact. After. There was like a two-hour break, 90-minute uh, 90 break between the draft and the PWHL showcase, which was brutal. They did the, let's recognize the 67 Leafs. We know about the 67 Leafs. We've talked about what them happened, enough. What happened with those guys? Yeah, they uh, they, they, they won a thing and then never won a thing again. Uh, Can't mention one without the other. Right. It, they're relevant. It's context. Yeah. So... One of the interviews that Sportsnet did on the panel was with Brady, and, you know, they kind of teed him up, as they should have, correct? Like, you know, I'm sure there was one team you were hoping you weren't going to go to, 
And as exactly like he should have, he's like, yeah, if they'd have picked me, they shouldn't have expected many passes coming back their way or like, yeah, yeah. and that's fun, right? That's, yep. that's how that should have gone. But I could have seen him going to any of the other three teams other than the Matthews team. Well, it was just, it was his connection with Quinn Hughes, right? They're, right. Bu- they're buddies. Okay. Which, now they did wait several rounds. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. I don't, I, I think in an all-star competition. Because they had to draft all their Canucks that were. Yeah. Uh, I, and and I think, I, I think Brady is a, you know, he is what he is as a. Now he ended up having a pretty good first round there and the, he scored at least one, maybe two. I can't remember now in the actual yeah, games. One. That was a talk at talk. It called it. Right. If you were watching. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Talk. It picked. Like at least two in a row. Two in a row. Uh, and then he went with Vetrano after that. And, that's and, a terrible call. <laughs> but there it was. Yeah, yeah. But so the this is what I was tuning in for, which I didn't. Rick Tockett. Which luckily I, not known for gambling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, when when BXA said, I'm gonna fuel up the jet for Vegas, and you're like, No, abort, abort. <laughs> Easy. Abort. This is not gonna be funny. <laughs> it's exactly right. It's not going where you think it is. Um I got Janet. Janet's driving. Um <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to see who went first. I wanted to see where Brady went. And yeah. I wanted to see who went last. And I think you botched that, NHL. Sure did. Like, are we in a spot where... NHLPA botched you, that. Yeah, you can't have... Well, I don't want to Toughest be, players in the world. Yeah. But their feelings are very fragile. Yeah. No, we don't, we don't want that. And so to me, that is... You botched it. You missed it. Because that's what everyone's looking for. So for those who missed it, and we did talk about it late last week on the show as well, but like... The last four guys, instead of having one guy go last, you were handed envelopes. And it was so much more cringe than it would have been had you just let someone go last. Because now, essentially, you had four guys go last. To save the feelings of one guy, you hurt the feelings of four guys. And yet, the guy who got the fourth envelope, like, was given it last, Oliver Bjorkstrand, he still ends up going last, right? Like, you're the last guy standing there getting your envelope. And he didn't want to be there. If, I'm not sure if you caught any of that. No, I didn't. That was in the media in Seattle a couple of weeks ago. He didn't think he was going to be an all-star. Uh, so he had already booked plans to go, uh, had an Airbnb and whatever with his girlfriend or his wife to go down to San Diego, enjoy the beach. And the NHL picks someone from each team, right? If you're not fan voted in. Yeah. And they're like, hey, do you want to go to the all-star game? He's like, No. <laughs> not ri- You mean spend a week in San Diego or spend a weekend in Toronto? And they're like, well, you're the guy. He's like, all right. And then he ends up being picked last. Like, not picked last, yeah, whatever yeah. the process, yeah, but yeah. they're like, this sucks. Like, and and because we just talked about the skills. Yeah. And we talked about the idea of what every minor hockey player does and knows and understands. Yeah. And, and you also, everybody understands whether it's pickup hockey, whether it's in the, on the ODR or whether it's out in the street yeah. or whether, whatever it is, everybody understands, Hey, I'm so-and-so's little brother and I'm here. I get picked last or whatever. Like yep. everybody understands what that is. So I guess we go back to Phil Kessel yeah. in the first one. And then the next year it was Logan Couture. And then they take a year off, I believe because of an Olympics or Both those guys, borderline Hall of Famers, didn't they care about this one moment in time? But there is, a, you know what the, the thing is? I, I think it probably doesn't matter if Ovi isn't taking pictures of Phil on his, like making fun of him. Now that's, that is a hilarious moment. That's legit a great, but that's what the PA would go. And instead of the PA saying to Ovi, Hey, how about you just don't do that? 
we have to revamp the whole fucking thing to yeah. not hurt. And then there, we start giving away cars and... Is there ever a more glum-looking mofo than, than Phil but Kessel? At, but on, like, the best of days, right? Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. He has the perma-Homer Simpson... Yeah, I'm fine. Just, I'm fine. <laughs> he has the perma-Homer Simpson five o'clock shadow always. <laughs> and just he just looks like... <sighs> this, this, to me, was so much worse. Like, it was worse. Here's four guys who essentially got picked last. And you've done this in an environment, in a sold-out arena without a pile of environment. It's just so NHL cringeworthy. See, I thought the draft itself clipped along better than it had in previous years. Part of that, um, I should have known right off the hop, ESPN not prepared to give the NHL All-Star Draft prime time. That's why it happened at 6 o'clock and had to be done in an hour. They had bigger things they were moving on to. Yeah, college uh, basketball, I pro- think. Almost certainly. Um, but to me, that helped, right? Like, it it was over and done within 50 minutes. Um, they did lean hard on the, the, the time limits that you had to make your picks. Uh, Michael Buble out there just rambling away. Michael yeah. Dosing. Totally different universe he was living yeah. in at the time. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He's like, this room's, this room's. Yeah, this no, room's for sure. Well, he's a West Coast guy. Yeah. Like, oh, what are we doing here? But it, it, it just, to me, it's still a tough watch, but it was better than it had been. I thought the PWHL three on three later on that night was hard on the crowd because Savannah you, Harmon. you took this 90 minute break in between for Ron McLean to introduce like Ron Ellis and. Dave Keon in the 67, like it was a tough go in between the two events, but I thought that played it okay. I thought the skills were better than they'd been in years. Yeah. The only one that kind of stunk, I was texting with our buddy Lloydie there on, on Friday night was the, the passing the passing. One. Yeah. That was tough. Now you can tinker, you can, whatever, everything else though seemed to clip along. The guys did seem to care more. Like gave it a shot and 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 pushed hard. I got that. I felt you could feel it for me through the TV that yeah. guys wanted to do better. Right. And then even during the games on Saturday, which are the first two games were awesome. Like three on three, especially like it's gonna be what it is, and that's sort of what I thought about the PWHL game on on Thursday. I was glad they had the opportunity or the showcase, but it's three on three. It's a it's the same thing I've always said. It's yeah, a yeah. total coin flip. But it's so, skill. Yeah, you want to see hundred percent. And so when we did it on Saturday. We didn't see the usual 10 sevens and whatever. Like guys seemed to yeah. be trying a little harder. There were shots being blocked. Some of them accidentally. Yeah. Uh, I, I got hit by that puck. Right. But like even going into that, that final game, which you seem to be drawing a line between, I guess. But it just it just didn't it lacked some of the I remember Craig Simpson saying about three minutes in going like this is this has stepped up another notch in pace, right? Like uh like, the, the pace may have been, but I just mean in terms of it it just didn't. It, both those teams had played, and and they both yeah. went to shootouts. Yeah. Like both those first games, I think, and you are now doing a second twenty minute three on three session, yep. which it's is tough going. It is tough going. There's a lot of up and down, and so it to me, yeah, it, the intensity, whatever. I, I I get it. You want to win, but it just to me, it lacked a bit of the competitive feel of the first round of the first two games. Yeah. But better, I think, than previous years. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. And I watched. I stuck right through to the end of. I, I missed a bit of the first, uh, the McDavid McKinnon game. Right. I, I saw maybe half of that. Yeah. Apparently, but, you didn't need to watch to the last minute. Yeah. No. I, and all I'm saying is, so this, uh, I, through the skills, um, I I was held through both fairly well, and so while it isn't for me, 
And right. we've discussed that a bunch of times. Yeah. And and Tate McRae. I, I, Basil's I, granddaughter. I, I love Basil McRae. <laughs> North Star legend. <laughs> Basil McRae. Yeah. Sure. St. Louis Blues. Blues, I think. Yeah, Blues. Yeah. Sorry, I was having that. Norris Division. Anyways, <laughs> 80s Norris Division. So anyways, it was, I, I, I skipped through that. Are you bit. familiar with her previous tie to the NHL? Was she dating somebody? Oh, yeah. Who did she date? So she had been in a long-term relationship with Cole Sillinger of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, long-term. She looked like she was 21. Well, know. whatever. It's long-term at that point. It's like four months or, or whatever. And apparently, Cole Sillinger cheated on Tate McRae. Oh, no. So is that and the then, song that she... This, oh. is the th- this is the thing, right? Uh, Tate McRae makes it to the NHL All-Star game before Cole Sillinger. Cole does Sillinger. Not. Okay. And then she opens up her set with, I think it's called X's. X's. Is her, kissing my X's and kissing my nexes. And you're... Look, I, I've made no, no bones on this podcast, but... I'm not familiar with most of Tate McRae's music. Yeah, uh, none. I, it's not a rip. It's just off yeah. my radar, right? right? I'm a grumpy old man and yeah. she's doing young, fun things. That's not my, that's not my area of expertise. So the 15 year old in, in, in our house who says, yeah, I don't mind some Tate McRae music, right. but it's this, it's this expression. She goes, but she's such a pick me. Mm. I'm like, such a pick-me. A pygmy? Yeah. She's <laughs> like three foot and from Borneo. Like, what, what is, oh, pick me. Pick me. Mm. And I'm like, oh. And so it's trying too hard. Yeah. It's trying too hard. And I'm like. Well, she killed it in her performance. And I'm even like, like for someone who doesn't know her stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. so I'm like, well, what does that mean? She's like, well, she appeared in this thing with bra and underwear and goalie pads. And I'm like. Nice. Oh, all right. That's got to be a good look for just about anybody. And then she's like, <laughs> and then the other one with. The, with Henrik glo- Lundqvist has done that before. With you got to know. With gloves and a stick. And uh, well, it's MSG, Marv <laughs> Albert. There is that connection, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. It's totally possible. Oh, sure. Like, is Marv's stuff still here? <laughs> um, it is, it is the, and she's like, yeah, she's wearing a slutty outfit and, and, uh, and gloves and a stick. And I'm like, okay, what? I said, tell me what, for a 15 year old, for, for people who wear, this is the leggings generation, which is you're wearing essentially tights and a, yep. Yep. That's what you're wearing out in the street. So I, what, what, what defines a slutty outfit? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, is it Daisy Dukes and thigh high <laughs> boots and a crop top? Like, what are we talking you're about? Dating yourself a little bit here. Okay, of course I am. But that's the that's the thing. I was looking. Who for... Who was the 1984 Tate McRae? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is it. It's it's actually. Um... <laughs> Lonnie Anderson, <laughs> Farrah Fawcett on yeah. the pinup poster oh, from yeah. the late 70s and some Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. A seven-year-old Rob is like, I, I don't know, know what's don't, happening yeah, there. Yeah, I don't totally understand this, but I like this. Well, I think I do. Okay. I'm not sure, man. It feels feels like a roller coaster a bit and I'm, not, and I'm standing still. <laughs> um, so anyways, I didn't get any definition no. on what that, she's like stonewalling me. But that was the big story was... Tate McRae's okay. an NHL All Star before Cole Sillinger, and and her performance was legitimately good. It was it was uh, well that was well done, and and all of those I don't understand the mumbling though. I, all I, the four celebs turned out to be fun throughout the weekend, right? Like it, they each brought something different, and and we've talked about this. The NHL All Stars are boring. Like they have no personality. They're not. You have to limit the athlete exposure. The one thing I thought watching the draft was, could you stop doing the stupid scrum questions in between? Like, 
McKinnon makes his next pick, like, oh, I see you're sort of leaning toward, what do you think of your defense? I don't know. Could you shut up? Could you just let the four guys, the four captains, yeah. or the eight co-captains and the select, like, interact? I understand we need a host who's going to move this along and kind of... John Bouchergrass. But stop... Stop going, oh, what was your strategy going? Look, we're about to play a three-on-three game. It, yeah. it was Michael Buble who made the pick. Can we just move along? Like, stop trying to pretend this is a real hockey thing. Right. I, w- I want to go with the guys, to quote Jason York, I want to go with the guys who are on the Russian gas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Shout out to Yorkie Wally and, uh, and Mendez and for Mendes. a great event last yeah. week. Uh, so, look, I-, I think as far as the draft goes, that would be the point, because maybe you could get a little something going, right? Like maybe between the groups, you did see a little walking back and forth. If you don't take this guy, you know, we'll leave you your guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the constant interference from David Amber and John Puchagrass was was yeah. annoying. So just stay out of it a little bit. That's Let how them do I feel about you trying to steer the show sometimes. Yeah. I feel a bit like you're cramping my style or you're... See, we got a message just about <laughs> 10 days ago. And yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. I'm not sure I've ever seen this uh, this person messages before. I said, what do you think about one show where you guys reverse your roles? I said, I'm down. I, no, here's the thing. Mm. Generic, nameless. Yeah, this is on me. I, I didn't think we'd talk about face it. Face or place guy. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do Matt's job. <laughs> Uh, not not just pushing or mashing the buttons. Yeah, no, I think I would still have to push the buttons. I can't. I couldn't keep it on track. That uh, honestly, we've done this for <laughs> nine years coming up on. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Matt is the, Matt is the pro. He keeps this on track. I do understand what he's it's, asking it, for. It's kind of fun. That, it's, like, it's, it's giving Matt hives talking about it, but I I couldn't do <laughs> what Matt does. I come on. I drink a couple beers. I empty so my So far, brain. it sounds like you do what Matt does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. I ate a bag of Doritos before coming <laughs> right. on here right now. This is it. And yeah. so it, it is. No, I, I couldn't do what Matt does because sometimes I turn to Matt and sometimes it makes it on the show. Sometimes it doesn't. I go, what were I, we talking about? What was I talking about? <laughs> what was the point? I, I know longtime listeners understand this, you know, yeah. very well. But I'm like, I think it could be fun. Maybe what, over the summer though. What was the question Matt asked? Because I've I've gone off with, I know what you're asking, but this is what I want to talk. Matt about. wondered about what you thought of the Sens' second round pick, and we ended up talking about World War One <laughs> generals, <laughs> the Eep, the Battle of Eep, right? And Matt's sitting over here going Eep. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, so, Eep. Yeah, I understand. Um, so I don't know. I. I, I do feel like this all-star game, the skills, the draft, it put a little energy back into it a little bit because I, I just think Florida was so bad. Yeah. And Vegas Vegas knows how to put on a show, but the showmanship was sort of covering up the fact that this was still sort of... It's hockey! You're rotting away this event a little bit. And so we'll see. I, I don't know. I don't even... Well, there isn't going to be a game next year. We'll get to that, right? Because of the international yep. calendar, the game year after that, it's going to be an Olympics. So there won't... Maybe won't be an all-star. Uh, they did say, I guess, that they may try and use in two years the all-star game as a send-off to the Olympics. So we don't know where that will be. Like, I, I just... I felt like the celebs were a fun addition this time. And I don't know how many big-name celebs... Because we, we do the the... Uh, what are the, the NHL awards and there's always people you've never Terrible. heard of. It's awful. So I don't know how many 
A-level, and maybe you don't consider Will Arnett A-level, like, but he's no worse than B-level, right? Like, and no, but all, all, I don't of know. Are all of all views. All, all of views. All of you, all you arrested development fans, and th- uh, that's to me, he is he's simmering under the under the surface kind of guy. Sure, but had a big personality. Wanted Michael Bublé, whether he's my type, like that is a world war, uh, worldwide superstar who knows hockey clearly. Loves was, hockey, yeah. And so I don't know he's how breaking many breaking down the Lindholm trade on the right, street. and yeah. I don't know how many of those. People are out there. So how many times you can keep going to that? But I felt like it helped because it covered a little bit of the uncomfortable nature yeah, yeah. of the NHL of, players who want to be bland as far. Or of Amber and Bouchergrass. Yeah, well, that as well. But to me, the thing is, and I was interested in, A, what kind of competitive fire we were going to see. Yeah. I was also interested to see what's going to happen. Who's going who's gonna to come? Who's going to win this? Yeah. Because to me, it was you had good, like top end hockey talent. Well, as Dangle called it, there the final it was Leafs and Friends versus Canucks and Pals, right? Like that's what it ended up being. Well, and, or and no, the Canucks and Pals went down. It was the Oilers uh, group that ended uh, up. JT going Miller to the final. made it in. Hughes did not. JT Miller made it into the top six. Sorry, I was thinking. I was thinking of the game. Sorry, oh, you're okay, talking about yeah, the skills. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am still on the skills, and and the thing is, I wanted to see. The the players choose the, the goalies. To me, that was also another because... So, Willie, pretty fucking slick. Where he pretends, ah, uh, you know, the guy's just standing... Because everyone who stepped to the mic didn't want to say, I think this guy's a fucking sieve and I'm going to dominate Talbot, that guy. Cam Talbot is the number one choice. Right, and group. so Willie has... First, and that was weird. Because Willie was eighth, right? He was the last guy to squeak in. Yeah, and yeah. you get to pick the goalie first? No, first gets to pick... Don't you think the guy who finished uh, first should get to pick the first goalie? No, I, I get it. To me, I, I think that We that, feel sorry. It's like the NHL draft. Like, yeah. you're the worst here, yeah. so you get to pick. No, no. And Willie, his eyes had to light up when so he So Willie, go, yeah, he's like, well, it's not because I think he's bad. He's just standing across from me. I'll take Cam Talbot. You're like, fucking right. You'll take Cam Talbot yeah. out of the, uh, over Hellebuck and Shesterkin and... Because yeah, whatever Demko. else, you're like, he's at the other end, but you're like, he's closest to the net. <laughs> Let's chase that guy. You know, he doesn't have to go too far, whatever. But everyone who stepped to the mic went out of their way <laughs> not to say, because I think I can dominate this guy. It's just, no, you know, yeah, yeah. we were teammates or... Well, we were the- and it was who was second that, that leaned over or that second pick and went, who said to Weeks, and you pick. Because I was confused. I was confused by right, that. Yeah. We like, Bobrovsky. How about Bobrovsky? Right. You're like, all right, I guess that's what it was. Yeah. And so you pick, you know, but I liked, I liked of all the picks, I liked Barzal Mm -hmm. saying, yeah, man, I'm an Islander. Uh, Give me the Ranger. Give me the Ranger. Let's do a little, little New York, New York action. And so to me, that is. But again, that's going out of your way not to, and first of all, you'd never pick Shesterkin as the weak link. No, but but there was a reason, a justification to not bruise anyone's ego. And it's understood at that point. And so, but that was. That was fun. I was interested in how that all shakes loose because you got the goalies who, if anybody watches. Sitting there cold. But anybody who watches the shootouts knows that, yeah, the goalies have. Statistically, the upper hand in yeah. terms of they're going to shut you down two to three. Yep. And so it is well, hard. That, that particular competition, all the guys were saying like, whoo, fucking gassed, right? Legs are burning, the, all the in and out. Like, man, like all those guys, it doesn't look that hard. It's just oh, a bunch of breakaways. But It's a bunch of breakaways. Well, I understand, right? Yeah. But on TV, it didn't look 
like that should be particularly exerting to these guys, but it clearly was. Well, and and, and that's what pushed Willie into the final. Yes, is, he because he, he crushed Cam Talbot. <laughs> well, he crushed Cam Talbot, but he was quick. Yeah, like if you watched him, he yeah, was get visibly as many shots as you can. the yeah. quickest guy. Yeah, get to the two point box. Yeah. and go, and he he set a wicked pace, mm-hmm. right? And so, and he had the eighth best goalie, right? Yes, so, he did. And so, <laughs> good call, Willie. To me, it was one of those things where you're like, I remember when you talk about a minute, or you talk about five the minutes. I remember we did. You we did five. We did. We were doing Olympic style wrestling in high school, right? And they're like five minute rounds. Yeah, I'm like five minute round, right? Whatever. It's gonna you're, lean on this fucking you're, guy. <laughs> you're wrestling somebody for five minutes. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. You get a vote, and you're like, Phew, I'm gas. Where are we? Three and a half minutes to well, go. Both of us, people and who you're used like, to right. And like, you're like, oh my. as UFC guys, and you're like. That hit the ground, the crowd's booing, you're fighting for your life yeah, for the next no, three minutes. I'm actually like, trying to hold on to this guy, right. keep him in the cross face. He's going to kill me if yeah. I let go of him. Or, or I'm going to kill myself because I'm gassed. <laughs> but yeah, you heard JT Miller say, even like 40 seconds in, he's like, I wanted to go the other way to open up the angle, Yeah, which is a small thing. You're like, yeah, okay, totally get it, man. I want to go the other way to give a different you angle. You don't have time. But he's like, the crossover, made my legs are seizing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And so- yeah, it's hard, it was, man. But it was fun. Like this, this, this was so much better than trying to create weird local competitions. And you and I talked about it when they first announced it. And I asked you, you know, they're going to Toronto. The, they're they're claiming they're going to be more traditional. Love it. Will that take something out of it? You said then, no. Like I liked the old school ones. Yep. And so, if getting back to an original six city is what it takes to do it, then let's do it. And oh, and I was a Wales conference guy way back in the day. <laughs> Fuck those Campbell conference guys. <laughs> Chuck Norris division. Yeah, and, and so uh, to me, it was it was way better. It was way and, better. And, and if you want to look at, if if as you said, we're going to get to it, if, yeah. if you go with the international calendar and you went with a couple years in between, I don't think that's a bad thing. No. To, if you, if you tried to replicate this next year, it's the exact same thing in Minnesota right. or in sure. Carolina, wherever yep. it's going to be. Yep. If you tried the exact same thing, you run the risk of, yeah, I saw that last year. You give it three years in between yeah, and you trot this back out and you go, man, you, McDavid is now three years older in terms of the speed, all those things. The dart into the mix. And you just sort of go, yeah, this is, but it was fresh because it was what is old is new again. And you go. And a million bucks, I don't think the million bucks hurt. Like the guys seem to care. A million bucks is a million bucks. And Even I if you claim it in Ontario. 450 grand. Yeah. The 350 bucks you're <laughs> taking home. It, it is, although the Swedes certainly understand that's how it works. 100%, yeah. we got, that's why all the speed, Swedes live in Portugal or in <laughs> Spain, right? You're like. Hanging out with our buddy Lee. Where all these Ekholms and Lindholms and <laughs> Forsbergs live. Yeah. My address is not Stockholm. It's actually Lisbon. It's one Yemen road. Yeah. Yemen. Yemen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Zero taxes. <laughs> Um, oh, but it's taxing, I think. but yeah, no taxes, <laughs> not taxing. So it, it, it was, um, I think they will benefit by that. Yeah. If you go th- three more years and you put it in a different hockey market and you try to replicate this, whereas yeah, if you were to try it again next year, but I do want to see that. And I love to see yeah, the McDavid one. Did McCar- it, let me, was my pick. Let me ask you as a guy who had two Leafs in the skills. Yeah. I was hoping they weren't going to make it. Yeah. I'm sure you were. Did it bug you as a Sens guy 
that your guy didn't have an event? Or were you okay with the fact that, like, no, we're going to pick 10 guys or 12 guys, whatever it is, off the hop, get down to eight, get down to six. Zero. And let's just do it. Yeah, zero. And um, I'm not sure Brady... Brady I, Brady's a guy you want on your team every day. I'm not sure which of those events I want Brady... I'm not sure he finishes top five in any of those right, events. Right, right. And it's like, this is a guy who has back-to-back 30-plus goal seasons, yep. is going to push 40 this year. Yeah. And you... In the game, you watch him when he scores the goal. It's like a a knuckler, or it's like it's like the goal he scores. Well, I think Sens fans were loving it because he blasts one off Marner's leg and hurts him, and then <laughs> scores on the. Yeah. I could not have gone better it's, if you're a Sens it's guy. Perfect. <laughs> and but he's a guy who it's like the goalie's like I'm waiting on this on this heater. Yeah. Like, what is that? What the fuck is that? <laughs> he scores more fluttering. Sure. Off the head. In front of the net bullshit. Yeah, and, and yeah, so, yeah. but he's going to get, he, like I said, he's going to get 35 to 40 in this year. Yeah. But he is not a guy who you go, yeah, that's a, he's going to be fast well, skater. I, nope, I looked at be, Matthews, maybe the best goal scorer in the league, and go, you're taking the hardest shot. This is not going to go great. Well, and, and BX has said to him, well, you know, your slapper may be not as hard as your. As your and he balked at, at that. Yeah, but, but I think Bieksa was onto something. Well, Bieksa was was not. He was sort of paying tribute sure. to the snapshot. Yeah, the and fact what, that you're able to do this without the slap. There's so much velocity. Yeah, yeah. on his on his snapshot, and and that to me was the thing when I went okay that and I love the I love the one timer. Yep. that sort of snapshot competition yep. with the different points Did setups. not expect to see Stumpy Thomas out there as a setup oh, guy. that was weird. That was weird, man. I, I enjoyed it, but that was weird. Yeah, and so it was, It when, when I, Kucherov and Matthews, those are the two guys I look at and go, yeah, they're going to kill this. Right. That is, because if there's two guys who do it better than that, I don't know who they are. Right. Stamkos maybe in his prime. Ovechkin sure. maybe yep. in his prime, right? Yep. And how weird was it to see Sidney Crosby? Out there feeding passes, but not one of the top 12 skilled guys. Yeah. Weird, man. For a guy who's going to push 90 points again this year. It's funny you bring him up because I want to talk about him before we move off the all-star stuff. Frank Saravalli has sort of headlined a new website, a new show, the Daily Face-Off. And look, there's no doubt he has his connections. He has... uh... Yep. He's sharing them with Pierre Lebrun. See, I, I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> I feel like LeBron, and maybe it's just because McKenzie left and so someone had to get pulled up, but I do feel like LeBron's been a little more, in my yeah, eyes, yeah. a little more legitimate yeah, yeah. lately. You got to see somebody again. And Drinker's maybe come down. For sure he has. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since Dave Nona's left Toronto, he's got yeah. less, to, less to talk about. I did want to talk just briefly about Frank Saravalli, who has started a new platform or is part of starting a new platform, Daily Faceoff. has been around for a couple of years. They have a daily show. They have a weekly show where he gives sort of his inside reports. And and look, he's a, he's connected. He, he knows what he's talking about, despite sounding like a, a 13-year-old boy when he's on the microphone most of the time. And I, I want to play a clip here. And I'm going to ask Rob to give me a little space on the back end to vent. Because I'm not in love with this. And I will also say... It's a lot of space Matt needs in the back end, too. 100%, man. Big wake I'm pulling back Chunk. here. Chunk. Chunk. Um, I was going with that. Well, it's all right. Okay. Um, a couple of these chocolate yeah, porters. I don't know, man. Just let it go. I started out with a double dry hopped IPA right. in the green room too. So, um, I'm going to apologize to the good listener on behalf of Daily Face Off for their shit audio quality. 
If you're starting yourself a new podcast, I do not judge you whatsoever on your sound quality. I judge you on the but quality of your content. Excellent sound quality. We do, yeah. And if you want to be considered legit by the NHL, like Daily Faceoff, you should not sound like what this clip is going to sound like. So that's a whole other thing. This is a clip they have at the end of each of their daily shows, and it's it's fine. It's it's played off as you know similar to. You know, if you're up by six and you're just throwing guys out there, they call the segment garbage time. They have that at the end of each show. It's just what's on your mind. What do you want to talk about? So there's right in the name, the the audio quality is. And in this case, I would suggest the take as well. Here is uh, garbage time from Friday's daily face off. Frank, what do you got for garbage time? I think it's garbage garbage that year in and year out at All-Star Weekend, when he decides to show up to play, Sidney Crosby doesn't get more heat from anyone. No one's ever critical of Sidney Crosby. Oh, he does so much for the game and does all these things that no one realizes. And that's great. He's been an unbelievable ambassador for hockey. But videos surfaced of him skating on an outdoor rink in Montana, apparently enjoying some R&R yesterday. Why is it that every other NHL All-Star can show up and participate in the player draft, but Sidney Crosby doesn't, and no one says boo about it? It drives me absolutely insane, because if this were any other player at any point in time, they would be crushing him, saying, why are you too big for this? Yeah. And... I just don't understand why he doesn't get any heat. I remember last year, the second All-Star game I ever covered, and we were doing media day, all the players in their pods, and there was this thing that was like, whoa, Sidney Crosby's actually doing his media. No, and I was like... Not. He didn't even get to Florida in time. They said, oh, he had plane issues. Yeah, and then get it all gets out wiped of here. away. Every single time, he doesn't show up. This is only his sixth or seventh All-Star game total. He's Connor played McDavid's in the league for more. 18 years. It's, it's bananas. Sid, we know you don't like it, but at least try and pretend a little bit. You can suck it up for 24 hours is uh, kind of my thing on that. Okay, Frank. Maybe ask your parents for more than the $39 you spent on your USB microphone before you try and run a national broadcast. If we could talk about Sidney Crosby, and if he was any other player, he's not any other player, but you're the insider, you're connected, I ran a 90-second Google search. Let's talk about the All-Star games that Sidney Crosby has missed. 2006, which was his rookie season. No All-Star game, because there was an Olympics. 2007, showed up, dominated the skills competition, was the single story. 2008, high ankle sprain, missed multiple games, did not get to go. 2009, left knee injury, only played about 77 games that season. 2010, no All-Star game, Vancouver Olympics. 2011, had his head caved in. Maybe that's the one you wish he'd have powered through, I guess, a little bit. 2000, Suck it up. 2013, no All-Star game. That's one of Gary's fun little lockouts. 2014, no All-Star game due to the Olympics? Olympics. There was did, an Olympics. Did he do something there? He may have done something there that's hanging up on our wall. The sweet deke around Henrik Lundqvist in the gold medal game on the uh, on the breakaway. 2015, lower body injury. 2021, COVID. So how many, there wasn't a game. How many all-star games now, Frank, are we talking about that Sidney Crosby has missed? This is a ridiculous take meant to fire people up, and I guess he succeeded, um, not the way he intended it. No, <laughs> perhaps not, but you're the insider. You're the guy who has connections. And if you had taken, like I said, 90 seconds, this took me to look up 2012, the game he actually, 
you know, he only played 50 games in that season. Like, this is not Sidney Crosby. Could he have showed up for the the draft on Thursday? Yeah. And maybe you could make an argument that he should. But when you sit there and go, well, I understand he's a great ambassador to the game, but he's also an asshole. Well, maybe, but- your, maybe your take just sucks if you sit down and actually take a look around what's actually happened here. When you sit there and go, it's his fifth All-Star game, and you run down all the ones that he's missed, this was clearly shooting from the hip because he also, while ripping the guy, overcredits him for the number of games. What's his sixth or seventh? It's his fifth. But I just laid out all the reasons legitimately that he didn't make it. And Frank Saravalli, hockey insider, can't be bothered to have any context for his comments while trying to get people to, to be pissed about this. When you say... Any other player, it's not any other player. When you say he's done a bunch for the sport, it's because he's done a bunch for the sport. If that guy wants to take an extra day of vacation because we do the bye week before or after, they turned it into a nice moment, right? They had a kid from the Timbits Foundation or whatever they call it represent Sid in the draft. I really don't have an issue with people who think Sid should have showed up for the draft. I think that's a reasonable statement. But to go on your national show on your $39 USB microphone and claim that Sid is dogging this without providing all the context I just did is dog shit. Well, and, and is there another guy who gets more flames, more backlash? If it was anyone else, you mean like Ovechkin who just, we just understand he's just going to take the game off before or after because he's going to be suspended or whatever. And I really... I got enough be- uh, beefs with Ovechkin that that's not one of them. I, I sort of think when you get to 36, 37, whatever, I, you know, I. Yeah. So Sid, Sid has been, has been taken and it's, it's, it's interesting because. This was a punch down moment for me for some reason that. Well. Sid's not going to argue with him. Sid's not going to. Yeah. Sid, Sid will never. And, and it's fine. And I get it. I do understand if everybody else is there and he's not. Hey man, you open yourself up to that. But he did show up to the skills and to the, to the well, skills to do the, to just pass. To, to be the guy who throws the puck out. Yeah. And, and that is, so I am a huge Sid booster. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a Penguins guy, no. never have been. Right. But to me, Sid was the first of those guys who I wanted to appreciate greatness in its prime. Right. Um, you know, I was never a Gretzky fan, never a Lemieux fan. Um, you sort of go, you hate that you hate the guys on top. Right. And that's, sure. and, and so, um, Sid was sort of that first and both those guys are Canadian players. Right. So it's not, it's not like they don't carry the passport that gives them the freebie. Right. Sid's been that first guy where I go, yeah, man, I want to, I want to embrace that greatness in its, in its prime. And so I saw him last night and I'm like, yeah, man, that's my guy. Him and McKinnon. That was fun. And Why yeah, wouldn't you do that? Really? They got the East Coast connection yeah. there, and it, it the is Tim Hortons commercials, the yeah. Port Cole. Uh, well, and they're doing the math together, and they're like, how many, how many points Pasternak? Right? right, and they're like, I think you got it, man. I think. You... <laughs> and so, it, yeah, there is that whole thing, and so, 
Uh, I understand it. You want to, if, if you don't make it for whatever the reason is, Hey man, you open yourself up to that. Came to the event, but you are there for the weekend. But you, do you not think if you're Frank taking a run at this, you should have pointed out 06, 08, 09, 10, 11, well, 13, 15, <laughs> 21. We've done a podcast for almost nine years and sometimes if it doesn't fit my narrative, man, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, be I'm real. not including it. This was bullshit. But I, I am not Frank Cervelli. No, I do not have the audience or the Twitter following. And so- yeah, be better. Yeah. I, I think that's where it comes down to is, hey, you, you're entitled to that. In my opinion, you want to take that shot, but it, it comes across. It's an easy shot because because Sid's never going to even acknowledge that it happened. Well, it also looks bush. And Sid's the guy also who, when he does these things, he doesn't come with a PR firm or a whatever. Like I remember during the pandemic when all the Black Lives Matter stuff was happening and the, the HDA was helping to kind of, remember they delayed a day in the bubble uh, to sort things out. Sid doesn't talk about that stuff, but he had already, it came out months later that he had donated like $10,000 to this league in Nova Scotia that was for minority girls to play hockey. Yeah. He doesn't talk about it. He just does it. And this is, this is cheap to me because you know, you'll never have to suffer any backlash. Well, and whoever the, the guy, whoever his Tyler co- Uramchuk, who, who's, he just, he just, couldn't wait to pile on. Couldn't wait to pile on. And if Frank's so, going to give me the cover, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And Garbage. so to me, it's his, yeah, I remember being there two years ago and blah, 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 my first all-star. And like, I have no idea if Sid had playing troubles or not, but like, just because he's missed some other games because his head got caved in doesn't mean his plane wasn't late this time. I like. Yeah. Anyways, hey, you want to take shots at Sid? Yeah. Knock yourself out. I, I just think in, in the grand scheme of things, it's such a, it's such a small thing. That uh, that clip that we just played made some rounds. I wanted to respond with some context. So screw you, Frank. Uh, why don't we talk a little about Gary's announcement on Friday of All Star Weekend that we are getting some serious international hockey reinfused into the calendar uh, next February. You're going to see the Four Nations face off. We talked about this a little bit before that. Was it going to be just a series between Sweden and Finland and a series between Canada and USA? Or would there be a round robin? It looks like it is a round robin tournament and then a gold medal game, essentially. Uh, in So that'll be 2025. In 2026, you're going to the Olympics in Italy. Uh, 2030, <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't named a host city yet, but uh, Luke Tardif, the president of the IIHF, is like, yeah, that's my country. We'll be hosting. It'll be in Nice in 2030, and that apparently means... I was going to say, welcome Grenoble. <laughs> oh, better than Chernobyl, but uh, uh, Grenoble, home of Andre the Giant. Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and then 2034, it looks like it'll be uh, Salt Lake City, which... Starting to hit the hit the repeat button. We're running around. out. Of, yeah. Well, I think we're running out of uh, <laughs> cities that want to do it or have a climate that can accommodate a winter yep, game. One hundred percent. So, uh, look, we can get into any bit of that, but this this four nations cup. It'll be a round robin. Everybody's going to play everybody, but it's only Canada, USA, Sweden, Finland. Uh, your cream of the crop, so to speak. And then, yeah, the two best teams will play for a gold medal. Does that do anything? Does that turn your crank at all? Uh, no, no, uh, I say no, I'll watch it yeah. and I'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's what, a crank being turned. Okay. And all I'm saying is <laughs> to me, would I rather watch it next year over the all-star game? hundred percent. Yeah. 
Um, and it's also being held in two North American cities, right? Yeah, one Canadian, one American. They did not yet name which. But now, someone was floating rumors Montreal, Boston, but no one's confirmed that. Wow, that seems like a That'd fantastic work. idea. That'd work. Yeah, yeah. for sure it would. Uh, it's close to us too, man. So we, <laughs> we could we could make a road trip right. for that. Um, Press pass, please. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at um, if it comes down to you know, that over, they were originally toying with the idea of Sweden and Finland playing in Scandinavia. That was always a hard sell. Oh, for sure. With a week or 10 How days off. How do you off, feel if you, if it's seven a, hours time change over you go. Yeah. Six, uh, six hours six. over there. And you're like, Hi, we got to come back and play the winner of yeah. Canada, US. Fuck that. Like that was not, six hours that way, no. six hours back. Yeah. And you're like, bam, I'm at my best. Yeah. So. I think it's better not for your Swedish or Finnish fan base. No, probably not. Because um, I think they were looking at doing a best two out of three kind of type deal yes. on either side. Little mini series between each. Right. And getting your finalist. And and I think most people are going, oh, I'd rather see USA Canada as the final. It's yeah. no slam dunk, man. Like No. Like, no, it's not. And w- especially one game, like little round robin. Takes all, yeah. yeah. And so to I'm me, banking on Aiden Hill to save our bacon. Yeah, okay. We may not be in this. Okay, what? We and, well, you can get to the roster. But doubling back, doubling back to to that whole sort of um, those eight goalies. Yeah, I can't tell, but the only Canadian goalie in that mix. Yep, and easily the weak link. And maybe the guy we thought might be our guy probably going to be unavailable. We can touch that part. Probably going to be unavailable. <laughs> we can. Uh, we so can. I am going to be interested in. It. <laughs> yeah. He's not here. Yikes. Not sure where to go with that, man. Yeah. Um, it, it comes down to, it will be intriguing. Um, I think anytime you don't have one of the top three hockey playing nations in the world in your best on best. Are they though? The Russians? They yeah. are. They are easily in the top three. Uh, I, so. Give me a top four with a slam dunk, but they are. So, so 98, the Russians play the Czechs. In the gold medal game at the Olympics, I have no memory of that. Yeah. I, I know the Czechs won, I, I, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't have told you. Yep. Who they played? Two thousand two, it's Canada USA for gold. Yep. Two thousand four World Cup, Canada Finland for gold. Russians eliminated in the semis again, as they were in the O two Olympics. Two thousand six, yep. uh, it's uh, the Russians eliminated in the semis while the Swedes and Finns play. 2010, Canada eliminates the Russians in the quarters. The quarters. 2014, the Russians don't make it past the quarters in their own home country. And that was our last best on best tournament. To me, there's very little evidence to suggest yeah. that they are still a top three nation. They're still solidly in that top five or six yes. best on best. But I think short. But are they better than Finland or Sweden? Can yeah. we say that for sure? Yes. Short. So to me, there's a couple quarters in there. Based on what? There's a couple. Sorokin, uh, Shesterkin, uh, uh, and just eight tell, goal I'm just Alex Ovechkin. You, I'm telling you right now. Okay. You said a couple quarter losses in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, there was semi losses and gold medal losses. That's what you just one that's gold what you just medal loss off. in ninety eight, and I didn't even include ninety six where they didn't do very well either at the World Cup. Yeah, they haven't contended for shit in a very long time. Yeah, so to me, they are a because ninety eight is twenty five years ago. Yep, yep. To Ish. me, that that is so. Just in an aside, you rank them then? USA, Canada. That's a one-two? Yeah. USA first. Yeah. Canada two. Well, and we, we can get to the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problems. USA, Canada, 
Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. Finland, Russia. So you are you okay? All right. And, Rantanen, and, Aho, Saros. I, I don't know what like an aging Malkin. Kuznetsov's not really a thing anymore. Ovechkin doesn't appear to still be a thing. They have killer goaltenders. Panarin is is a killer. uh, Kaprizov is a killer. I I don't think I'm out of line, though, to say that fourth, fifth is sort of in their It's a conversation. Yeah. It's a conversation. And, um, but yeah. Are we allowed to include wife beaters in our rosters? In which case, the the Russians may move up a little bit. Oh, my. Well, here we are. (laughs) If the wife beater fits... (laughs) Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's, that is, to me is with a little more research and a little more time. We yeah. Can have we, can, that we can have that debate for sure. But, but I don't think it's a slam dunk. They're number three anymore. Right? I, I'm not sure I put them at three. You said top three. So you yeah. got them at two. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Ugh. I know. I, I have no idea, <laughs> but it is a conversation, no, <laughs> but I, but I have, but I have time for what well, we'll do that. What you've presented here. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's going to be around Robin. Canada, USA, Sweden, Finland, they'll all play one against each other. The two best teams will play for the gold medal. As an appetizer, as a, they're not even trying to call it a World Cup, although this is a more legitimate World Cup to me than what 16 was with Europe and North America, which was fun, but was not legit. Yeah. Um, I got time for this. I'll watch this. Oh, right? like I will a, watch it. I'm just not sure when you have the Olympics the following year. Yeah. That it seems like we've been waiting. Russians for will be there. They won't wear their jer- They'll be the Olympic well, athletes of Russia. To me, Tardif was sort of totally opening the door for that, saying mm-hmm. later this week mm-hmm. there's going to be a conversation <laughs> and it's sort of... Yep. Like we've sort of... That whole thing has gone away. Yeah. No problems. It's been enough time. has passed. Has the war gone away? Mm-hmm. Water mm-hmm. under the bridge, mm-hmm. Matt. Yeah. It's just... Water under the blown up bridges. Yes, exactly. There's no bridge there. Either, no, Matt. no. So, yeah, that to me, I, I think you're right. I think they will absolutely be there at the Olympics, and and I'm I think the way Tardif was sound was making it sound that they're they may be at Worlds in 2024. Could be ah uh, 2024, man. That's three uh, months. Yeah, yeah. That's that was what he said. Starting with 2024 Worlds, that's yep. on the dock. No, you're right. He did. Uh, he did so leave that. So to open. me, that is that is completely still out there in terms of, and I think at the the IIHF, I think they are. They are missing that fifth ranked team in your in your opinion, Matt. <laughs> that they are missing the story. Well, Kucherov chimed off about that at the All Star game, saying it's oh, not. We forgot about that guy. It's not best on best if the Russians aren't there. That's not the NHL's fault. That's you know who to speak out against if you'd like to see that change. And you get on the Panarin wagon that. and yeah. speak out against Protect the, your family first, yeah, and then yeah. uh, and then uh, get them out of there. But yeah, I, I just. I look at that Russian team, I, I see an aging Malkin. I see an Ovechkin who I don't know what that guy is still. Nine goals. Nine goals, killing 50 it, games killing in. Killing it. So that, that has put a dent. Yeah. Which I think we're celebrating here in the TCA studios. hundred percent. So at that, at that, at that pace, he could that. have, he'd have to go another eight years, <laughs> yeah. eight seasons to get and to he that. will. He will. I'm sure he will. He's on the Russian gas. Right. Um, as we move off that, then I want to talk a little bit the rosters because everybody threw. Could, could, imme- could we get a beer? Is that possible? <sighs> yeah, because this is we talked about this off the top. That normally I'm way ahead of you, or no, you're way ahead of me because uh, I'm talking too much. And I started with way less, uh, way more left than you, and you've now 
past but me. So not I've, been, I've, I've been yammering. I've, I've been yammering. I've just blitzed your pace. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm ready to move on. All right. Can we do that? We can. I think a more normal break spot would have been when this topic had concluded itself, but we will we are accommodate move, We are Rob. moving off the mid-season blah, blah, blah. Well, I still want to talk about the rosters. Yeah, but that's an Olympic thing. It's kind of like a, there's a combo package happening here. I got a, I got an idea. Let's take our break right, right, right now. All right, we've we've taken the much needed uh, intermission. Woo! You have no idea. I have some idea. Yeah, no, you have a great idea actually. <laughs> I have many great ideas. Uh, one of them was not uh, this show, and I'm sorry to all of you who've <laughs> been subjected to it ever since. Rob's not even waiting. Uh, he's continued the brisk pace he set ever since he fell behind early in the podcast. Woo! What do you got going on there? Uh, back to stalwart for me. This is stalwart. the Dos Jefes. Mm, I've had that one. This is the Grapefruit Vanilla IPA. I have not had that one. Coming in at 7%. The name sounded familiar. Grapefruit Vanilla did not. So um, I took down in the green room the Bachelor Double Dry Hopped IPA. Yep. 8.8. Nice. Followed that up with a double porter at 7.5. <laughs> is that what that was? Yep. That was a great porter. Yeah, I, I, did you get 7.5 from that at no, all? No, not at all. Zero. Yeah. It was creamy, chocolatey. Gorgeous. It was gorgeousness. It's true. Um, and first pull off that, it's a little citrus, but I'm totally getting the vanilla. Totally getting the vanilla. So we'll see. It's a bit of a... Um, Tire screeching, change of direction <laughs> right off the double porter. But um, right. yeah, it's got a bit of that nice carbonation, but the vanilla is the first thing. It's the most, it's the most dominant thing coming through. Dominant. Dominant. What do you got over there? This is uh, my first trip back to Whippersnapper in a month or so. This is their Wanderer. Not Cause, all cause who wander wanderer. are lost. What am I thinking of? Who's the band there? Um, I'm a wonder, um, din, 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 din. Yeah, it's, it's like, um, it's a, it's a fifties or sixties. Yeah. To me, it was screaming like the band or something. Nope, no, no, nope. no. It's a single guy. It's, yeah, okay. it's, um, like Dion or something sure. along those lines. <laughs> uh, this is their Bohemian Pilsner clocking in at about five and a half percent. Lightweight. That's what I'm looking to cruise home on yeah, here today. Fact, that's probably not a man. terrible call. Yeah, no, I think uh, that's right. After, like you said, a round or two in the green room. So. Um, yeah, I've picked up a few different things over the months from, uh, from Whippersnapper. This is one that, uh, somehow got tucked into the back of the fridge and, and we've talked about this before, right? The different styles of Pilsners. I'm not always big on the Italian style, which seem. Sweat sock. I, I wouldn't even say, but like juicier or like the yeah. Bohemian style has like a more crisp, like a snap to it or something. See, the, like. uh, the Italian one comes across with a bit more yeast, yeast yeah. forward, which I don't. This is almost a little bready too, on top of that kind oh, of yeah. crispness. Yeah. So a little more, more malty. Yep. Yeah. And I'm enjoying that. So, so it, just before you break off of that, mm-hmm. so that double porter that we had, yeah, and it's it's interesting because as I said, I had the double dry hopped IPA, and so the difference between a double IPA and a double dry hopped IPA, I think people think that they're interchangeable. Hmm. Right when the reality is, 
your double hops, your double is double the hops, right? Whereas your double dry hopped is twice dry hopped, right? It's right in the name, right? So in the fermenting process, they yeah. take it out for drying twice as opposed to right. double the amounts. No. And so in your double porter, which we had, right, it's, it is double the amount of malted barley. Yep. Which more yeast, more sugar for it to act on, higher the alcohol. Fine with that. Yeah, no. So Have that, a couple that, more of those actually. But yeah. yeah. So to me, it's those people who, 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 you know, maybe, maybe aren't clear on the double dry hopped right. versus the double. Yeah. Where the hyphen is, right? The double hyphen dry right. or the dry hyphen hopped. Your, or your the... DIPA versus your DDHIPA, right? right? And that's all it is. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh. I'm actually disappointed I missed this, man. Uh, Broadhead Brewery on Saturday night hosted a, a local wrestling event. I haven't been to their spot since they moved out to Orleans. They used to be right down not too far south of the studio here. Yep. Uh, on the other side Over of Hunt Over on Club. Terry's, I think. Yeah, something like that. And um, so our, uh, you know, friend of the show, Zach McKibben, who uh, co-hosts This Is Wrestling with Lee Versage, he's doing play-by-play for a group called uh, Remix Wrestling. They had an event at uh, at Broadhead on Saturday, apparently not the first time, and I don't know. They look like they were having a good time over there. So uploaded some stuff to their YouTube. So okay, uh, but you know what? Whatever brings people into the building, right? I, I, to be honest with you, Matt, I am not a wrestling guy. Yeah, I think you know that. I do know that. I think those who listen to the show. Yeah, but I would go over to Broadhead, have a pint, watch a couple local guys. Uh, get in there, yeah. and, and Max, I would totally do that. I, I felt like sending a message to our buddy Josh saying the same. Like the next time Broadhead's hosting one of these, like. Yeah. I'm, I'm not coming to Monday Night Raw with you in July here in Ottawa, but I might go over to Broadhead with you and watch I, that. And, and <laughs> I, I am totally, it's got a bit of a local yeah. sort of small. Grungy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're at a local brewery and you're taking down some pints. 100%, man. So I'm in. So uh, Josh, if you're listening. Well, let's do it up the next time. And, uh, make, and it a pl- make it a plus two. There you go. They've made a couple of uh, of stops there. I've seen, I went and checked out the website. So they, they ship it up to Broadhead was the one they just did this past Saturday night. Back to Broadhead was the one back in October. So I imagine this will happen again. So uh, Okay, there we go. We're in. We'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, I want to circle back to the international calendar and just the idea of who these, uh, you know, how these rosters are going to be made up. You probably saw on Saturday, I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday, the uh, the, the Sportsnet panel presented there. Yeah, I, I did not actually. I, I, I heard them referencing it a couple of times. Right. But I did not actually. I, 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 I sort of wished I did. Yeah. As a refresher or at least a balk at. Sure. But I didn't. No, well, not and, at all. And this conversation may drift back and forth a little because I think the last thing on the agenda here was also TSN's top 25 was, list. Yes. So is. There may be some crossover between the debates here, but look, Sweden and Finland, they're going to be good. We know that. Like Sweden can put together a team. Finland can put together a team. And the, the, the Finns, Finns could, is, could bring 22 guys you've never heard of before. And, and they'll they, be clung right to your ass to the last second. Will right? not. Like, like, it doesn't they're matter not what going happened. away, man. This is they're it. And not. They, they play the Finnish way from start to finish. Yeah. They're just stuck right to you until the very fucking last second. Yep. And, and they just won't. Like, yes, they just no, will they, not go away. Will not. There, <laughs> exactly. there it is. Exactly. Uh, you're referencing, uh, anyway. I don't know what I'm referencing. That's that. fair. Uh, I look at these rosters right now, and I, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago how you'd rank these teams when we were talking about Russia. And I do. I, I know until they actually go win it, it's a tough sell. But right now, USA, for me, as far as depth goes, 
might be like when I look at Canada versus USA, Canada has Connor McDavid and they can't touch that. And Canada has Kale McCarr and they can't touch that. Canada has Nathan McKinnon. Right. But I think they can match that. Yeah, that's your third. Okay, but I'm I'm saying one our one C and our one D are better than theirs. But are we better two through six on D? Are we yeah. better two through twelve it, up front? And the, I am I am totally here for that conversation. Right. Right? In terms of I, I just I was asking or seeking clarification on your you picking USA one. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I dispute it. And I'm not saying that I don't look at them as the favorite going into 2026. Right. Um, I don't really care about what happens in 2025. <laughs> I want Canada to win, but uh. I, I tweeted out after the the Hughes team in the fantasy draft or whatever they were calling it on Thursday, after they tweeted out or after they selected Brady Kachuk, and I went, "That's kind of fun tonight." The Hughes brothers and Brady Kachuk, and I go, that's going to be way less fun in a year when we do the the yeah, World Cup, for right? sure. It is, yeah. And they add Matthew into that, and Austin Matthews, and yep. Matthew Kachuk. I mean, first, there. yeah, no, for sure, yeah. I, this is going to be different than it, and it doesn't mean Canada can't win. Canada's going to have a great fucking team, but and so anything happens in a one game competition. I, I and so the reason I pointed out those names off the top, I think our one C is better than their one C. They can't touch Connor McDavid. I think Kale McCarr. Quinn Hughes is better than we thought maybe he might be, or he's closer than maybe he thought, but I still would take Kale McCarr. But the rest of the depth, man, and it's not to say Canada doesn't have depth. That's not what I'm saying, but I, I just look at those teams and go, damn. <laughs> like this yeah, yeah. Up the middle, you're going to do, you know, Jack Hughes, Austin Matthews, in whatever order you want, and the, you got the Kachucks on oh, the I'm wings. Doing Ma- I'm doing Matthews. One, sure, I, I'm with Jack you, Hughes, too. Yeah. That's- but like just depth wise, up and down okay, the so lineup. Can can we do a Jack Hughes versus Jack Hughes? Yeah, yeah. No, anyways, it's to me, it's it, it is one of those things where you're just sort of. What did you want to propose? What were you trying to? Yeah, no. I, then it, I went. The guy I'm talking about isn't even a center, so oh, it doesn't matter. So let's move. Let's move away from that. Fair enough. I, I look at a lot of those projections I saw, and you said you didn't uh, you didn't see them that no, Sportsnet was making. Yeah, they're projected lineups, and like I said, I was in and out, and they were referencing them, and I, yeah. never, I never went back to look at them. What are the odds in your mind, and this is an unfair question, but I'm going to weigh in as well, obviously. We haven't seen them play a whole lot, but by next February, is Connor Bedard part of Team Canada? 100%. Yeah? Yeah. See, to me, you... Nah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. yeah. When you were running through... Like Crosby was a guy who got, uh, did he get a hundred points in his rookie season? But he was not on the Turin team. I remember that they had that weird little ceremony at the end of him and Spezza and somebody else weren't invited because they were rookies. And you're like, you probably should have invited those guys because you couldn't score a hundred percent, man. And, and so that is one of those things where you are looking at, you know, uh, you and I have a bet. I'm not sure if you remember this, the Bedard 80 points over under. Hmm. You I'm had, I'm gonna lose that bet. You had Bedard as over eighty. I may did I not throw in an injury quota? No, or nothing. You, you, you did well, not. Then I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, had he been healthy, I think all bets are off. Yeah. Man, in terms of, uh, no, that guy with another year plus in under his belt, he is on this team because because we do the thing, right? We do the Rob Zaminer, but he's a winger. The, Bedard. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's not there, as and a maybe center. like thirteenth. Like maybe he's a PP two guy. No, I I think he is in your top twelve big time. In in another year and a half. Yeah, 
I don't. Or another I, year. Sorry, another year. Well, when's he going to get? You're back talking about again. the top four that that Nations Cup thing. Yes. Yeah, no, he's on By that February, team. By February. He is on that team. Yeah, given another year for the Olympics, I I do believe he'll be there. I think it's a tougher sell in, in a yeah, year. Yeah, sir, I was thinking 2026 originally, but I am thinking another year from now, like that guy would have been an, a 90-point guy on that pace he was on. Yeah. Another I, year from now, you tell me that guy isn't on your... Who's... And this, we haven't talked at all about this. I'm springing this on you out of nowhere. Who's coaching that team? Because like... Bruce Cassidy. That'd be fine with me. But like Mike Babcock's not taking Connor Bedard. He's going to take. Well, Mike Babcock is not coaching anybody. I understand. He won't be, but like that's been our last couple major competition coach. He's going to take Zach Hyman. What or, about, a, what about a dark horse, Jim Montgomery? I'm fine with that as well. Like, the, I think maybe that's where we're deepest is in coaching. Like, <laughs> yeah. And honestly, at forward, we're, we're fine. We we're are cooking. fine. Totally the D fine. makes me a little nervous. It's the goaltending where you well, go. It's, it's thinner the further you get back. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, true. Like, if you look at the Americans with either Demko or Ottinger. Mm-hmm. Or Hellebuck. Oh, yeah, there's that guy too. <laughs> and so, to me, you're like, psh. How deep do you have to go down the American depth chart of goalies before you get to our guy? <laughs> well, we've just certainly <laughs> at least three. <laughs> we've we've got to four, anyways, before you uh, start to talk about Aiden Hill. Well, I think statistic-wise, there's no better goalie in the NHL this year than Aiden Hill. Yeah, and you are. It talking, makes you uncomfortable, though. Uh, <laughs> but you are talking about if you look at at how great Carey Price was in 2014. Mm-hmm. Giving up 15 shots a night helps. He did not have to be, right? In terms of, they allowed three goals all but tournament. That when those breakdowns did happen, you still got to go, okay, but it's Carey Price. And now you're like, okay, but it's Caden Primo. <laughs> it's, it's Sam Montembeau was yeah, on a couple Caden of these Primo's rosters. American. That's a shame. He's got a very Canadian name. I thought that yeah, might yeah. work for it. Yeah, Sam yeah. Montembeau was on Ron McLean's roster on that. Uh, Joy! I I, I'm with you at first <laughs> blush, but I look around and go, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. It's enough. Bennington. It's Aiden Hill. Yeah. And uh, Stu Skinner. <laughs> that was where the guy we, they were where trying. Where are we going? They were trying to, we're going with, as you said, Carter Hart. Nope. So. James it, Reimer. Nah. <laughs> one, one is charged hey, with something. The other one is trying to outrun Martin something Jones else. On a short no, run? None of it. None of it. Zero. I take Darcy Kemper. Yeah. 100%. 100%. He's got a cup. He's got a cup. So does Aiden Hill. And so uh, at this point. But Aiden, those guys, like when you talk about Carey Price and what he had to do behind that team, this isn't that team either, right? Like the, no, the D is not. No, That no. D was space eaters. Right. And so I think. It's almost unanimous going into whatever Canada is going to do here. You're going to run the two pairs that you have. You're going to have the Colorado pair of Devin Taves and Kale McCarr. You're going to run the Vegas pair of Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo. And now it's up for discussion. What do you want to do? Noah Dobson. I think Noah Dobson's going to be in that mix. Like, he's come on. Um, It takes D a little longer. And I have time for that discussion. I had... Uh, two out of the the four panelists saying Morgan Riley's a slam dunk. Well, Morgan Riley was saying, "Hold the horses." He, oh man, and, and that's you know, you and I have talked about this a bunch of times before, looking at the potential for a twenty twenty two Olympics and this and that. I didn't have Shabbat or Riley on the team. Riley for me has been better from the playoffs. 
last year through this season than he's ever been. And at best, at best still for me, he's got to be a number seven. You can't, he's in his own end, if you want to trust Aiden Hill in goal, Morgan Riley can't be out there as your PK guy or yeah. your... Okay, but you are looking for, I think, in that sixth spot, if you're going to pair somebody up with Noah Dobson, you are looking at somebody who is more of a... We're looking for a guy who is who is D first. Yeah, he I think that's right. He doesn't need to be a... I'm trying to... I'm really... I'm, I'm waving on the idea, but you are looking but for like some... Babcock wouldn't play Subban. And you got time for Morgan Riley in your... Mm. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. Well, and Babcock is... I get it, but... Look, I, I'm higher on Morgan Riley right now than I've ever been in his entire time as a Leaf. I still look at that in the history of guys that we are used to trotting out on Canadian defenses and go, I don't know about that. <laughs> right? yeah. like I, but see, to me, what you've got there in that top four. Yes. That's, that's, You're just going to have to lean hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, to me, if you could find somebody reliable and, and, and you know, had I had. Well, who are you thinking? Do you have any, like, I, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but like. If it's going to be Dobson on that third pair, who you'd like to put with him? Morrissey. Josh Morrissey. Yeah. 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 That, that's that's the guy who's, who's first up on my list. Yeah. I could see that. And so to me, if you went with Morrissey, Dobson, and then you had Morgan Riley as a seven. Yeah. That's not a bad top seven. But it, do you, in that regard, do you need Riley? Because you have power play guys, and that's really what Riley's going to bring for you is rushing the puck and be well, offensive. Unless Sandine is there. And <laughs> I guess. Then, then he gets bombed, man. So <laughs> top pair of minutes in Washington that, now. This he's, is uh, yeah. Well, and he's killing it. Yeah, sure. So uh, you can't. You can only. I think if I'm bringing a seventh defenseman, I would lean more PK last minute shot. I'll I'll find offense not, on not my blue a, line. Not a chance. Not a chance in terms of. You, you don't, don't think so? Like who are you talking about? And I know it's it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. When you go, if you are looking for a PK guy. Uh, to me, you have you have the makings of that in the, well, all those in, top four we just mentioned: the Colorado it, pair, the color uh, Devon, the Vegas Devon pair, Devon Taves, and, and and I'm letting Makar kill. I'll do it. And so, to me, start with that as as your top as your top pairing. Uh, Petran- Petrangelo, to me, he also does some PK. I'm truly not trying to be a douche. Do we have time for Chikrin or Shabbat in that no, discussion? N- not right now. Not a, not in uh, you know February of 2024. I really like. A lot of Chickren's early season. Yeah, well, and and to me, he is the guy. He's not been great defensively. No, I guess. And, and so he's a guy who hit 107 in uh, in this, in the sort of skills here. Yeah, you don't see that enough in the power play. That is the biggest thing that plagues the Senators' power play is pucks to the net. And you go, you hit 107, and you're not putting that puck on the net. Right. Like to me, that is you put him in a second PP. Yeah. Get the puck to the net, man. But see, I would do that ahead of Riley. Like if I'm looking for just a PP yeah, guy. I think you're looking for that seventh guy to be a guy who can fit in if you if you miss It's funny watching those three on threes. It was pretty clear. Jim Montgomery was a guy coaching Team Matthews. And he kept, they kept throwing out McDavid, Dreisaitl, Pasternak. And you're like, that is fucking frightening. And there was only like 3D in the entire tournament or whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so they Montgomery to his credit was like, well, whenever they throw that at, we're going to put Riley out as our like only defenseman. Yeah. And like, well, <laughs> good luck to you. Godspeed, good <laughs> Any good, good defenseman, sir. honestly, was going to be like, 
I, man, that was a scary threesome they were throwing out. You. The, Although, the devil's threesome, some might call it. Yeah, <laughs> Dreisaitl not as... He struggled at the thing, but... The whole weekend. No, he wasn't loving the T.O. action. No, many don't. How about, how about free lap dances for NHL All-Stars at some of the downtown strip joints? Nice. ID required, it said. Just some guy walking in in his <laughs> Mike Comrie jersey. <laughs> well... <laughs> You have Brandon showing up there as a Phil Kessel. Does it still work? Nice. Phil Kessel slash other Phil Kessel. <laughs> always a walk-in. At the, Can we uh, do this? Right. Come on, man. Close I got enough. the, I have the <laughs> cup and I have the hot dog in it. Can we do this? No ID required. Slightly uncomfortable with the cup and the hot dog in it. <laughs> <laughs> the other Phil Kessel actually down in Vegas celebrating his first 40th birthday uh, weekend with all his buddies turning 40 this year. They took a trip to uh, to Vegas. So not around to uh, to rampage through Shocks. Toronto's. Uh, Shocks. But to me, you are bringing in Morgan Riley as a seventh, if that's the case. You're bringing him. A year out. We'll year. see, right? Like, we'll uh, see. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But let's. What, He's more in the mix for me now than he was at any time we've ever and had. And it doesn't matter what he does right now. He had a great first round of the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. I, I I have, you know, I know they didn't win the second Everybody round. Everybody fell off in the but, second round. And this is it. And, and so, he carried forward this year into the regular season. So to me, it is, if he can continue, he has a good playoffs. Yeah. He's definitely on the list, but he's a guy who can fit in on their second power play. Like mm-hmm. he is a guy who you're not bringing him in to be your Jay Bowmeister. No, he's not a shutdown guy. To, to just sort of take away space and skates well. Right. He might be... Uh, so, and, and I don't want people getting all upset that I'm comparing them, but the Subban of this team, you're just sort of a guy we're going to put in certain situations. We are not trusting you in a regular rotation. Wow. And when you look at, when you look at that, that top six that Babcock ran out in Sochi, mm-hmm. Weber and Keith, it just, it, Dowdy. it was just, they were a blanket. Petrangelo. Nothing got through. Zero. Like, that one nothing semifinal, I think you were the one who said it before. On the, like, you could have played that game forever. USA was not scoring. They just weren't going to score. 100%. It, it, 100%. That was a boring tournament to watch for Canadian hockey, but you came out with the gold medals. So you're like, well, fuck it then. And you, <laughs> well, and to me, whatever it was, boring or not, and you go, you played a best-on-best tournament and you allowed three goals <laughs> yeah. in all the games combined. And one of them was to Latvia. <laughs> so you're just like. And one Ooh. of the greatest goals I've ever seen. That hop onto the bench. Somebody hop off behind you. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, my, my goodness. <laughs> right. So you can't balk at it. But to me, yeah, as of right now, Morgan Riley is. I, he's I'm in not, the mix. I'm not sneezing at it. No, him. he's in the mix. And, and it, it is one of those things when you have an extra defenseman, you're looking for what he can do. You don't look for. And I think this is but a problem. I, but don't you feel like, I guess. We don't need to get bogged down here, but I, it just feels this like they're going to have do. enough of what he does. That's all I'm saying. I, I know. And so where I was going to go with this is it's the mistaken thought process that is your 13th forward yes. or your 7th. No, you're right. We talked about this with the World Juniors. Isn't the guy who comes in and goes, well, okay, somebody else is hurt, so now he becomes your 12th. No, you're looking for that guy is somebody who goes, yeah, he's a, he's a great offensive forward. Yeah. Bring a difference maker. But he's exactly. He is going to be able to fit in in different situations. No, you're not right. just the last spot in. Yep. 
No, you're right. We saw we in 2013, uh, 2010, they brought Bergeron as the 13th forward. By the end of it, that's not his role. He's now taking key faceoffs. He's a big part of this, right? And so he's Corey Perry on that uh, North that Dakota team. Junior, yeah, yeah, it's Grand Forks. So and you go, well, you go. He's my 13th. And forward. of course, in 2014, he's up on your top line, and you go. We, we probably should have not underestimated that guy earlier. So. Right. And, and and so it's, it's you want that guy to be able to fit in different spots. Don't go safe. Go skill. Go Home run. Yeah. Home run, Rob Zamner. Home run. Yeah, not you, Rob Zamner. No, we're not looking at you, Rob Zamner. Um, why don't we talk just briefly before we wrap this up about TSN's top 25 guys. Never read it. Okay. No, I totally read it. Yeah. Uh, telegraphed this for Rob like five days in advance. Yeah, that the- that's the way, honestly, <laughs> much appreciated five days out. <laughs> hey man, we may talk about this. Right. Uh, TSN last week put out their top 25 skaters, uh, or top 25 players in the NHL at the unofficial halfway mark as the all-star game is obviously a little past halfway for, for most teams. And to break it down just quickly. Break this, it down for me. One time. This is not. TSN claiming these are the best players in the world. This is the best, best 25 players. so far this year. Right. So I didn't write down all of them. I did write down the top 10. If you want to go deeper than that, if you have takes, we can certainly do that. Oh, I got takes. I know you have takes. Uh, number one was Nathan uh, McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Ahead of Connor McDavid. So that's going to be for a lot of people. First time in 15 years yeah. it wasn't McDavid or Crosby. Right. Uh, number two was McDavid, number three, Kucherov, number four, Matthews. And then you start to keep moving your way through. You have people like McCarr, Kale McCarr at five or they're at six and seven. Um, I thought it was five and six. It might be a five and six. You have, uh, Pedersen at 10. You had Hellebuck at nine or you had Ranton in at nine and Hellebuck at eight, I believe. So. We can delve a little deeper if you have takes there. The one thing I want to start with is how you rank goalies in this. Because it's so hard to position them based on what they do versus everybody else. And the only thing I want to bring up about it is that Hellebuck's at 9. And the only other goalie in the top 25 is Thatcher Demko at 17. And I just... If you decide Hellebuck is nine, how is Demko? Like, they're close enough to me that it's difficult to slot one that much further back. Do you know what I'm saying? If like, you can put Hughes and McCarr or McCarr and Hughes at five, six, or right, six, seven, right. How do you not have Demko and Hellebuck at back to back? Nine, ten. Right. That's, that's sort of where I'm at with this because they're tight and, and their stats are a little different. One are the more obvious stats, one are the more underlying stats. I, I, I just, I have a hard time with spacing them almost 10 spots apart. How about the old cliche that we trot out every spring, which is in, in playoff hockey, you know, hockey becomes goalie. Yep. Right. That idea that you go, yet the best goalies do not merit being higher than nine and seven. Right. Like Hellebuck's the, if they've obviously decided at TSN, Hellebuck is the best at his position in the world right now. So the question to so you how is, do you Matt, mean four, three, do seven. You, do you want the best ranked goalie come spring, or do you want, or do you want the eighth ranked or the eighth ranked skater in in Miko Rantanen? You want Rantanen, or do you want Hellebuck? It's funny, eh? Because when you place the rankings like that, 
this is like eight versus nine. You're like, well, what I, I want Hellebuck over Rantanen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and that's, it, it's all about the phrasing. It's all about how you want to look at that. I, so I, I guess the only, I just, I don't know. It's so hard to rank goalies in with other skaters, but if you have one at nine and one at 17 and they're that to me, in my opinion, so close together and what they're giving to their teams, they don't seem like they should be 10 spots apart. That's well, all. And statistically, the best goalie, now he's missed two months, yeah. but he came back and he and he blitzed a couple teams in his first game back, first two games back, Aiden mm-hmm. Hill. Yep. On Jeremy Swayman. Oh, Swayman, maybe. They're running a bit of a tandem there. He's playing more than Allmark, but he's, in terms of just numbers, he's right there. He's right there, but he's just not played quite as many well, games. And Ottawa so. saw him and... Ottawa outplayed Boston for large chunks of that game, mm-hmm. but it looked like you were never going to score on Swayman. Right. He's and and to me, he has everything you ask a big body goalie to do. Right. Don't move too much. Be conservative in your movement. Good positioning. Bang. Anything you ask of a podcast host. Yeah, right there, man. <laughs> Mash do the buttons. Not move too much. Yeah, but he does it, and Swayman is that big, guy who's big bodied. A, <laughs> Full body. <laughs> um, Curvy is the way it's I It's a like whole lot of rosy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it, it, Swayman is that guy. And so it is, it was, do we even name Swayman in the American top three? No, we didn't. And so I'm, Again, now, just I, the, I'm now bumping the, the Canadians to the fifth. Right. Fifth the depths <laughs> of riches and the depths of our sorrow here in Canada. Yeah. And so it is, it is one of those things where you go, you need that. Yeah. You need that the most. And and somebody had said it just recently, and I, I can't, I'm sorry for whoever it was, but yeah, they say you don't need a great goalie until you don't have one. Right. And then you're like, oof, that thing is super important. Well, wh- isn't that one of it the It may old, have been Lloydie. One of the old coaching things too is like hockey's 90% goaltending. Show me a you, great coach. No, no, this is the oh. hockey's 90% goaltending unless you don't have it, in which case it's 100%. Yes, okay. This, this, yes. <laughs> so all the same meaning. Yeah, right? everything. I'll show you a good coach. I'll show you a great goalie. It, whatever it is, yeah. right? And, and it is. So the fact that they don't get the respect, and we saw it in the, in the, in the All-Star. Yeah. We got the 12 best players. Oh, you, you have the 12 best skaters. Right. And then you try to. Well, who's the fucker? Who, was it Gorgiev? Just Gorgiev. Kept po- just kept poke tracking McDavid. Yeah, like, yeah. you fucker. Like, just well, leave me alone. <laughs> okay. And can we not go with. We, we've played long enough. Do we need to have the Johnny Bauer poke check? <laughs> like, Johnny Bauer. It was hasn't, working. Hasn't played since 72 or whatever it is. Like, can we just move past that? That was his age also at the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> honest to God. Like, yeah. But that, so you are. They are afterthoughts in every sense. Yeah. Unless you don't have one. Unless, Unless you don't it's your have only, one. until it's your only thought. So and so, to me, the thing looking at that list, yeah, and we can now from here leave the goalies out because what else are you going to do? We're going to not think about them yeah. like, like everybody else does, right? Goals, baby! I want to see goals. <laughs> Chicks love the goals. Yes. Um, and the long ball. And the long ball. Um, what was interesting to me was not necessarily where they shook out, and you're like, yeah, you can look at the. At the at the point scoring race, and you go, yeah, that guy's having a great season. That guy's mm-hmm. having a great season. Um, it was the guys who were not ranked in the in the preseason top fifty, right? They've they've cut it down to a midseason twenty five. Yep, they were contrasting it with the preseason top fifty, and the number of guys who are surprising, who like Sam Reinhart, yeah, uh, Noah Dobson in the top twenty five, not ranked. Both no. those guys not in the top. 
Yeah. Uh, Hellebuck in the 40s in the preseason. And even this year, he got off to kind of like the, this is all about the first half. His first quarter, he was fine. But his second quarter, if that's how we want to phrase this, elite, 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 like had to pull up, you know, what was only, and this will sound shitty, but like only a good first quarter. Like sometimes this is, yeah, this is just, and, and man, I, I know you're not as much of a Twitter guy. Like the replies are just unhinged. The dis- Like we just looked at the first 45 games of the season and picked some guys that 12 people at TSN looked at 45 games and said, here's where we stand right now. Not here's the best in the world. Not here's the hall of fame class of 2032. Not people lose their minds yeah. over this stuff, but well, just a complete and, and over, failure. And to- over what? Right. So, well, why don't we work through the the top here a couple? Are you good with with McKinnon over McDavid and Kucherov at one? I am. Yeah, for forty five games worth. Yeah, yeah. I, I am, and and it's the thing where you look at that guy in his first three years. I don't know if he ever surpassed forty five. No, it was always at sixty at best. You're like, well, that's great. Yeah, McKinnon, you're like that's a first overall pick. Yeah, but he's and you brought it up on whenever I saw you this week. We were out, and you're like. Yeah, did you see that where, where McKinnon hit that guy and he had the puck? And, and, and McKinnon stopped, had the puck. And he stopped and he's like, don't ever fucking get in my way. <laughs> Ran over someone, stopped to yell at him. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is. I love that guy. Well, and, and, and what it is, is he's got that East Coast. He's on the Zamboni going through the drive-thru with Crosby. And Crosby's <laughs> doing all the talking. Uh, yet McKinnon's the guy who's yelling at Bedner on the bench, falling off the bench, like shouting. Yeah, really, like when you talk about needing the celebrity coaches at the all-star draft thing, whatever it was, McKinnon had the most uncomfortable laugh on the microphone, like over and over. Just, <laughs> just like, Spezza. Spezza. <laughs> no, Spezza's is worse. I'll grant that. <laughs> yeah. It, but it is, that's a guy who you go, oh, he makes it. That's not. But I've said this before about Nathan McKinnon. He reminds me of your brother, who's just like, I could go in on a breakaway right now, but I'm going to stop and demean you. <laughs> like I'm gonna, yeah. I have run over this guy. I'm like, don't you ever touch my ball. <laughs> like, yeah. don't get out of the way <laughs> or you're going to get pwned. Yeah. You've just been pwned. It's, and, and so that is, is that sort of. So for 45 games to start this off, he's, he's out in front. He and he, it's been. I think it was November 12th was the last time anyone other than Kucherov or McKinnon have held first in the points race. Uh, and so, yeah, for, for McKinnon, who for a long time, that was the draw against him. Dominant guy, like played hard, but had never crossed like 65 points or whatever it was. This year, he is flat out dominating. Yeah. Now, the uh, past couple of years, he's been, he's certainly elevated. He's ramping up. He's yes, ramping up. For, for sure, sure he has. Uh, the, the, I guess the discussion becomes between second and third Kucherov and McDavid. I believe as we sit here and have this conversation right now on the Sunday, the all-star break Kucherov's 18 points clear of McDavid, Yep. but McDavid finishes second. And again, this is all about context. It's all about opinion. And that's all this was, was people giving their, their opinions. It's worth mentioning. McDavid has played six fewer games. There's your 18 points right there. I guess so at the pace that McDavid puts them up and like Kucherov had the killer first quarter while McDavid and the Oilers were drowning. Yep. And then McDavid has the better second quarter and, and catches, well, doesn't catch all the way up, but 
gets pretty close. Kucherov making most of his noise on the power play, while McDavid, who in the past has fairly been accused of being a power play guy, he's killing it at 5-on-5. At 5-on-5 right now, if you look at Kucherov's numbers, he's barely a break-even player. Like As much as he's scoring, he is giving it up that fast. But on the power play, he is absolutely dominating. So just in what I value, I, I think McDavid... You know, as the center, as the five-on-five guy, as the guy who got off to a tough start and then got, you know, yeah, six games in hand is a ton for a guy like him. I'm fine with him at two over Kucherov, but I I don't think the Kucherov argument is crazy. I just, for what I value, I think I'd take McDavid too. But it is the recency bias, right, in terms of your second quarter Mm -hmm. and the space covered in in that time, right? Because they were so bad. Yeah. Edmonton in that first period, in that, and he was hurt. Yes, so clearly he he missed some games, and then when it came back, well, they me, rushed him back for the outdoor game. Hundred yeah. percent, he came back early, and so he's been so good. Yeah, so good in in the last twenty games. Better back in his own end as well, like starting to close that. That was always the d- debate in that that Hart Trophy year that Matthews had was that Matthews on top of the goals was better defensively. McDavid's closed that gap substantially as well, right? Well, and, and what what makes Matthews? At four, we can on, but bridge on the, here on the dot, right? Mm-hmm. Is is where is what he's done in the past three years, right? In terms of his proficiency as a centerman on the draw, yep. Starting with the puck, because to me, it's what allows him to to kill penalties, mm-hmm. not just be out there to score, but to get possession right away, especially right. in your own zone. Yeah, that makes you as a top end player so much more, right? Is if I can play you in your own end, right? And and possession is is the biggest thing, mm-hmm. right? And so, to me, you you can't over. I look at him at four, and I keep getting pushed around a little bit by my own thoughts. Like I, I'm kind of like on pace for seventy goals, but not like he's got eighteen assists. This this two way game, like when I look at his game, he's been better in other years. Never. So are you suggesting four is too high for him? I'm not suggesting that. I'm just sort of rinsing it out, right? Talking it through. All right. And I look at him and I go. Give you a little space there. I've had, I think he's had years where he's been a better overall player, right? In his own end. has been better 100%. And that's part of it, right? Like he's, he tried for a while with Bertuzzi on his wing. Didn't work. He's tried. That did not work. It did not work. And he's tried a couple of different times with different guys. And it Can has you see it, Max Domi up there? I cannot. Uh, although Max Domi has more assists than uh, Austin Matthews. Although Max Domi would like to see that. Yeah, uh, no doubt. As would his father. And uh, anyway. Matt Sundin. Yeah. Stepfather. Maybe he's real father. <laughs> we'll, we can talk about that another time, perhaps. Whoa. Yeah. We are bringing it this week. <laughs> right. So, um... I think Matt. I think Austin Matthews has had better overall two hundred foot game, but that's not what gets you into the top five of. Is it not? This. Well, you asked me a week or two ago. A week ago, was it Matthews an, a more unheralded season or not as good of a season? And and just looking at his numbers and watching him every night, he's still very good overall. But I've seen him have forty goals. Say that's that, pretty that's good. the thing, but. That's only one part of it, but that is the part that keeps bringing me back is that last year he only scored 40 goals. This year he has that at the all-star break. At 48 games. And so 
I've seen him be better in his own end. I've seen him be better at times playing that two-way game, but he's on pace for 70 goals. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. That's the hardest thing in the league to do. Is the So I wouldn't drop him any further than fourth, but when I look ahead and I go, I see what Cooch has done. I see McKinnon and McDavid. I'm having a hard time being outraged about him being at fourth. You know what I'm saying? Like at 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 I do. Yeah, it's the hardest thing to do. But he he's been better before at other elements of the game. But the team he's he's more exposed. Yeah. in terms of there's there's less insulation. Right. Did you have any? You know they they ranked Makar one spot ahead of Hughes. I don't know if that matters to you. Like they're so close that we talked I, about I, the, I the like demo. Macar, I like Makar due to the size. Yeah. I do too. I, I think I like Makar just a little bit better. Like I, but let's talk about for a second here. We both panned the the Philip Horonic move. Sure did. And uh, the first round, pick first that, round pick. That, that you shouldn't up. be giving up first round. Oh oh oh, good trade. Good. That those trade. that those Great two job. now have become the top five on five. Yeah. Defensive killer unit pair. Killer pair. Together, Quinn Hughes and Philip Ronick. Yeah. And so you go, ah, maybe that fucking Jim Rutherford. <laughs> Who, if if you think back, this is how long Less the po- senile than- this is how long this podcast has been going. You and I totally panned him getting hired in Pittsburgh. Yep, and said that's an old. You think you're going to win a cup with top pair Ron? Hay- oh, that's yeah. a nice cup. Wait, wait, wait with, <laughs> with that guy from Carolina who couldn't do shit there. When it brought in Ron Hainsey. and all he did was retool, retool, just on the fly, on the fly, win, 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 win. a couple of cups. Yeah. And you're like, ah. Then trade Matt Murray to you. I don't and then know. you traded him to me and you we're and I gonna, both got fleeced on we're, it. <laughs> we're going to, somehow we're both poor <laughs> still. And you're like, ah. Perhaps, okay, yeah. That's just a Sidney Crosby, Malkin <laughs> thing. And, and then you go. Sidney Crosby out, at 11. Yeah. And then he went out to Vancouver and you're like, ah. Early crazy. on looked terrible. And now they extended him. You're like, that's also terrible. And then you're like, oh, but wait. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe Rutherford's got something Lindholm. going on. Yeah, no, and to me that's a great trade. Um so Lindholm's kind of sucked this year. Yeah, but look at the team he's playing on. Yep. Yep. Like I, I think when you put him with better players and what he's gonna do in terms of being If di- I'm Vancouver, I do that too. I'm not sure I expected to be here right now, but I am here right now, so I'm putting the pedal down. But like if that. you look at, and, I, and I'm sure you've discussed all this, but to me, you look at what he does in terms of insulating the sort of the middle six. Yeah, but not this year. Like, I, <laughs> But not this year, like at 35 points, but as a guy who kills penalties what, as we well. Eight, nine goals. I, look, I, like I just said, if I'm Vancouver, I'm yeah, doing yeah. that. I'm doing yeah, yeah. that. But you're going to be able to put him out there in a better spot. I think than, so. Than he was in Calgary. Yeah. Well, and we talked, right? Like, if you want to keep that 6-4-9 line together, then you've got Teddy Bluger as line two center, and that's not going to work. So now you've insulated that. to like right. Or Pius Suter. Yeah. So you can do two and two now, or you could keep that top line together and, and love, have Lindholm. I love the Jacques Martin pairs. Give me the pairs. I, I, I typically agree with that strategy as well, right? Like ha- insulate each of your lines with a couple good pairs and then whoever's on the right. other side. Well, you is... look at Vegas last year. Mm-hmm. They went with pairs and a, and, and a worker bee. Yeah, there you go. Right? And, so, and it sort of totally works. And I think adding Lindholm allows them to do that. Correct. Uh, and so, but to me, I like Makar over Hughes on the size. Yeah. Um, what was most interesting to me. As we were back to that TSN top 25. Top 25 pool was. There was a number of guys. Nylander, I think, was 40th in the preseason, yep. right? And now yep. he's in the top 15 anyways, for sure. I think he was at 18. 
Okay. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Solidly into the list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was, it, when you looked at the guys, whether it cooled a little since whether signing that contract. Hellebuck, Panarin, Dobson, Reinhardt, yep. Nylander, yep. all guys who were 30th or lower or unranked. JT Miller, yeah, that's a top 10 guy. Who was in the preseason, not even in the Not mix. even ranked. Noah Dobson, not even ranked. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, those are the more interesting things in terms of not so much who was where, it's who has made the big jumps or who has made the dropbacks. And if we look at it, I'm going to give Marner. you, I'm going to give you two names. Sorry. I didn't even come up with Marner. Marner dropped from like 10 to 24 or whatever it is. Didn't fall. Was right Marner in. in the top 25? Yeah. Okay. Right at the very bottom. It, to me, the two names I'm going to give you, um, one was two and one was six. Okay. Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. Went from two to 14 or two to 15. Yeah. And number six to number 23 or 25, Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk was at 25 in this list. Okay. He was six. Yeah. In the preseason. Matthew Kachuk, if I could start there, is just the one that, look, elite player. I think he's better than 25. I don't think he was as good as three. Six. Six. I, we do this every year, right? Who has a killer playoffs? We decide that guy's a top three or a top five player in the league. 100 points, and then he's going to move into a yep. great playoff, and yep. then... I just... Injured. Yeah, no, he struggled a little injured bit. Injured in the playoffs. Had some... Uh, yeah, what, like, had like a... He was wearing like a flap or, jacket at the yeah, end of the yes, fucking exactly. playoffs. Like, guy was going through some things. So oh, maybe he's still things. carrying that a little bit as well. Um, but we do this a lot. Right, where coming out of the playoffs, we decided, oh, is this guy now a top three player in the league? Because it gives us something new to talk about. Matthew Kachuk, an elite player, for sure, probably a top 20, for sure, probably. That's a nice way to couch that. Uh, <laughs> a top 25 player in the league. But you could probably, in my mind, put him anywhere in that top 25. And I go, eh, yeah, okay. Like anywhere outside the top yep. five, probably. Dry Sidle is the one where you go, Man, this has surprised me a little bit. And even watching the skills, which is nothing. It's just one night you're like, I guess having a tough night, right? Like compared to what you expect out of him. Yep. Um, and I assume he'll be fine. Like the Oilers have turned it around. What is it? 16 in a row heading into next week. They got it's nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I guess I don't really know what you're asking me. I guess it's my level of surprise or my. Yeah. Yeah. It's guys who are ranked two and six. In the who preseason, fallen way have down. fallen to fourteen and twenty-five. I expect that Matthew Kachuk, like if they do if, this just, again at the end sorry, of the year, if you were ranked second in the preseason, uh, dry sidle, and that was too high anyway. I don't know. They they look at that. They look at multiple hundred-point seasons, multiple in a row hundred-point seasons. If I asked you before the season, give me your top five players in the league. Do you have Leon Drysaddle as number two? I have him in the top five. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I two is pretty high. Two is high, it's but really high. to me, there's been nothing up until this season that's given me yeah. the indication that that guy yeah, isn't. Right. But it, it, if you ask me, who's likely to make the bigger leap in the second half? It's Drysaddle. Like I can see Drysaddle going from what you say he's at fifteen or two to fourteen. I believe. I believe. So from fourteen, could he get back into the top five? Yes. Do I see Matthew Kachuk going into the top five from 25? No, no way. But, but does he get into the top 12 again? I could see that. But he's right? a like, guy like Brady, when we talked about the things that make him a good to great player, don't always show up 
in a skills competition. It's funny though how different they are. Oh, they're but the, but look at them physically. Yeah, they are hugely different physically. Yeah, Brady's a much bigger man. Like both of those guys, you look at and you go, I'd like them on my team, but like for different reasons, right? Like Brady's a bit of a bully, whereas Matthew's more 100%. of a pest. I love, the but bully. Matthew has that upside talent ahead of Brady. Yep. Not that Brady's not going to contribute. Yeah, yeah, but very. I'll take the bully that gets me yeah. eighty to ninety points. Right. And you and I sat here two, three years ago as recently and said, Brady's never going to be an 80, 90 point guy. 100%. He's a 60 point guy with a pile of hits, 20 goals. And you still want that guy. I saw him as a 25, 45 right. guy. Right. 70 points tops. That's, that's, that's max. Yeah. 25 goals, and 45 assists. he has pushed assists. that every year. Every like, year. Yeah. So. And he's got to the point now where I think people just sort of give him that space because. Yes. You don't know what's going to happen. Fuck with that. Am I gonna... This guy may drop his gloves for no reason. Punch me in the face. <laughs> You're a top line winger. Stop punching Stop me. Stop punching me in the face. <laughs> it's an interesting list, man. And that's all I wanted to do is kick it around a little bit, right? And 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 just have a couple of the debates. I I I think Matthew Kachuk is is a top fifteen to twenty player yeah. in the league. I think he probably gets there by the end of the year. I think Drysidle is a top five to eight player in the league. And I think he probably gets there by the end of the year. If so, we, if, I, I don't know that they do this again at the end of the season. I, I, if you look at Dreisaitl right now, I think he and Matt Barzell have almost identical stat lines. That's not good if you're Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> well, it's not good. You're coming up on free agency and is it this year or next year? Next year. 51 points, I think. I think he's somewhere in that range, sort of. Do you buy into this McDavid thing? Little less points. Dry side, a little less point. We're doing the team first defensive thing, or is it just that's just the that's the story we tell because yeah. they've started. Slow. No, no, because that team is not built that way. No, they're still not built the way that you go. Uh, to me, the Leafs mm. have a bit more of that where you go. The depth, the lack of depth, is yeah. is, is, is is sometimes shocking. Yes, it is. I am shocked. Yes. <laughs> I'm and, shocked, Cotton. And and so you sort of go, <laughs> I don't know. But no, I, I don't buy it there. I think it's just... The, it's just the way it's played out. It's a terrible start. Yeah. Which is inexplicable. Yeah. Still, to this day, inexplicable. Honestly. The streakiness that that team has gone on, right, with loss of nine. We talked at the beginning of the season, how likely is it that their season is dead in the water right now, and I was there signing the death certificate. They are now yeah, two was, games away from setting the all-time record for yeah, wins Yeah, that was wishful. You were like hoping that was going to be the case. A little bit, yeah, because yeah. that would have been the more interesting story for the rest well, of the season. When we talked about our hot takes, yes, hot takery, yeah. and I was like, Edmonton's going to win the, the President's Trophy. And you're like, bah! And I get it. I get it. No, I plod at it as a not hot take that right. most people thought they will be in the mix. Yeah. A month in, you could have went, they're going to finish last and draft Macklin and Celebrini. So <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it comes down to, it is, they've been so hard to, hard to, hard to understand exactly yeah. what they are. Yeah. And you go, how can that team lose nine games in a row? Right. How can that team win six? Same team wins 16 in a row. We were talking about the Sharks Oilers stay up late to see who's the worst team in the league game at the one Sharks point. Sharks Oilers. Yes. So I guess that's about it, eh? Um, how was that beer? How was that beer you had over there? Pretty nice. Because this to me here over here on, on this Dos Jefes. Mm-hmm. 
Still, still vanilla being the dominant here at the end. Uh, so to me, if you don't like the vanilla. Did you see the, uh, the Batman press conference when everyone was going at him about the hockey Canada thing? I heard some of the highlight quotes, but I'm not sure. So I want to shout out just for a second, Robin Doolittle from the Globe and Mail, who's, you know, an actual reporter and not just a puckhead. Yeah. So she shows up at the, and they do this every year, the uh, state of the union, essentially that Gary does at, uh, at the all-star break. And so he, I thought if I'm being fair, when he stood up and presented, here's everything I can tell you, but our investigation about where the London police thing is at, about Hockey Canada, all of it. I thought he was reasonably thorough. And at the opportunity to ask questions, Robin Doolittle, like I said, not someone from Sportsnet or NHL.com or whatever. She's an actual reporter doing actual reporting. She stands up and she asks a question first and second and third. And then Gary decides, I'm going to get snitty. I'm going to get, what are you and I having a personal conversation (laughs) <laughs> you're like, that's the tone you want to set here, eh? To, uh, when you do these, there's normally a, somebody is moderating. Yeah. And someone was here as well, but like, there's normally a pecking order. Like you'd get, you'd let Bob McKenzie go first yep. or you let the, to their credit, it seemed like the hockey heads let Robin Doolittle go first and she was going to keep going and keep going and keep going until and she quote Frank Saravalli, who I've ripped earlier in the show. He uh, Crosby hater. Yes. Noted Crosby hater. Uh, he tweets out and tags her and said, you know, and, and said, what happened that Gary shut her down? What are you and I having a personal conversation? And she quote tweets that and says, to be fair to Gary, I was going to keep going until <laughs> somebody yeah. set me down. So, and I don't want to paint all of these guys as the same. Pierre Lebron was asking questions about hockey Canada. Uh, Mark Lazarus was asking questions about hockey, but there are other guys who are like, you know, the, the world cup thing. And every now and then. What about expansion gear? R- right. And these sorts of things. Robin Doolittle would pop back up and he had uh, Gary. So she first jumps up, asks a question. He goes, well, here we introduce ourselves in our publications. She goes, all right, Robin Doolittle, Globe and Mail. And then he did that to one or two other people as they stood up like, hey, don't forget, introduce yourself. You know, Pierre Lebrun, TSN, the athletic. We're a family here. If you were a family, you wouldn't have to do that. Uh, so she jumps up one or two more times and asks questions, staying on her top. She is not taking any of Gary's shit. She doesn't care about expansion. She doesn't yep. care about the all-star game. She's doing journalism. Yeah, news. Which is odd. I'm sure to although, a lot of these people. Although for those of you who have been to broadcast journalism school, it's news. News. And so she stands up the third time and goes, Robin Doolittle, Globe and Mail. And he looks back at her and goes, yeah, we got that. Like, fuck you, Gary. You don't get to lecture everybody and say, you have to do this. But whatever you feel is right. Right. The and then when a real reporter sh- crashes your party and does what you ask. And you condescend. Yeah, we know who you are. Shut up. I. It was brutal. I, and like I said, I went into it going pre-Q&A. He did his best. He he can't say. He's a lawyer, first of all. Yeah. But also, there's limitations on what they can and can't say. And I thought he was. he did his best in that moment. But when a real reporter, instead of the usual puckheads, 
was going to hold his feet to the fire and not let him change the subject to expansion or next all-star games yep. or hockey shit. And she's going to keep pop up, popping up and asking real questions. He comes up, yeah, we know who you are. You're the one who insisted she introduce herself. She's playing by your stupid I'm going to try rules. and knock you off your game. Right. And it was shit. And that was just It was garbage. Me. Yeah, right. It was but garbage. That's man. the Batman. That's, that is the Batman. So shout out to uh, Robin Doolittle for crashing the party and doing some real work. Asking real questions. Yeah. Uh, that's where we'll wrap this one up for, uh, for another week. Like I said, stick around a little later on. I think it's going to be Tuesday morning. Our buddy Joshua O'Connor from uh, Behind the R. Those are great series he's put together. We're looking forward to uh, another year of it, uh, especially for uh, Ottawa Red Blacks fans. We'll also catch up again with Lever over in Portugal. I have no idea how long that guy's planning to just post up in Europe, but, uh, you know. Portugal, the dollar goes far, man. Yeah, we've been posting on our Instagram the uh, the price for a four-pack of bottles of wine over in Portugal. I got a, uh, I got a buddy, well, buddy, I got a former co-worker who, who retired. A former ass sniffer. Nope. No. Former coworker though who retired <laughs> and uh, has bought a place in northern Portugal. And he said, uh, Lever said he ran into like a member of the Sen security team at CTC over there. Like they made plans to get together for golf and a coffee. It's a small world, man. People are loving Portugal. Yeah, well, it's, and it's cheap. I get well, by the sounds of it. Yeah, we've been uh, posting his uh, his photos and updates. Is he on, in them on our Instagram? Yeah, some of them. <laughs> It's a shame, really. Uh, at Tall Can Audio on Instagram. We're also there on uh, on Twitter and Blue Sky and whatever else you're doing. Anything else, man? I think that's it for tonight. Uh, you're running the show, man. If the, if you say it's done, we're done. Yeah, we're going to do that thing, though. One of these weeks. Sure, man. We're we gonna, can, we're we gonna can do, do it. it. You let me know when that happens. Yeah. I'll give you lots of warning. No, no. No, no warning needed. Yeah. Rob's... Rob's downplayed that idea a little bit, and we said it off the top that someone suggested we switch roles for a day. And Rob could do it. Rob's a talker. Rob no, knows what's Rob's up. Rob's a talker. Yeah. Rob could do the show without Matt. Yeah. And probably would prefer to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Rob is Rob is 100% sincere when he says Rob sometimes needs a little, he needs, he needs. A little taser in the ribs. Hey, yeah, we're over here. Exactly, we're over here. exactly. <laughs> Shiny light. Back this way. No, Rob needs the needs the sort of uh, what do they call those in the bumpers? Right. In bowling, you, when you gotta throw them up on the sides, Rob needs that. Rob's the guy 100%. Who bounces it over. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So I, I need that. We'll so, do it. That'll be fun uh, someday. F- totally fine, yeah, man. We'll do it. I, I just don't want to have to do any uh, the Work. formal the formal stuff. Work. <laughs> Matt has distilled it down to the quick right there. <laughs> Rob doesn't want to have to do any work. That's where we'll wrap this one up. Lots of stuff, as always, coming up on the podcast this week. Hope you all have a fantastic Monday and the rest of your week. For Rob Christie, my name's Matt Robinson. We'll see you later on. See ya! I am unhappy with the confusing and at times confrontational nature of that meeting. I wanted it to go better. I wanted it to go better!